Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore. And this week we have more bats than anything else. But first, I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hi, Holly. What had just happened? Did we go into the Twilight Zone? We have Batman? <laughs> what? Well, we have one but Superman, Superman was really good. Was but Superman, Superman was, was really good. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. But we yeah. had... And Batman was very good. <gasps> very good, yes. I enjoyed it. But then, it. you know, mm-hmm. we got the metal thing with the Devastator. And then we have, like, this uh, other... There's going to be two issues of it. It's called Dark Prince Charming. Did you oh, read I that? I didn't even look. I didn't oh, even. I was like. You'll like it. You'll like it. It's not metal. Okay. Is it not metal? Okay. Yeah. Because I'm having a very, very yeah. hard time with metal. I know. I don't like the way it twists. And oh, we'll talk about that later. But um, mm-hmm. And yeah. then we had Justice League, which pretty much didn't have any Clark. Okay. Not reading that. Hmm? Did you read it? I didn't read it, but it was metal. I said I'm having oh, a very difficult that's time metal. with that. Oh, yeah. metal time, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, but on happier notes, let's talk about the press, uh, Justice League press trips. That they're mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they finished in China, which was very well received by the Chinese public. Uh-huh. Um, and now they've gone into the whole thing where they're showing the movie to um, the press. And obviously there's embargoes and uh, Warner Brothers have put out a statement that depending, <laughs> that depending upon what the vibe is they get from the, the, the people that they've invited out to London and stuff right. um, for the screening, Depending on the vibe is when the embargo will lift. And currently they have it set to lift on the 15th. Oh, two days now, before the film. Now, now there's, 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 there's the little tricky thing. Is that most of the international regions actually opens on the 14th. Ah, ah, there you go. There you go. And for example, lots of people I know are going on the 14th. Um, Australia, I think, is open. Uh, India is open. We have screenings in South Africa for 14th, but it's at 8 o'clock at night, very far away, so I'm not going. Because um, it's not safe. Warner Brothers, it's not safe, okay? Right. Um, yeah. And so I think Warner Brothers has the sort of upper hand advantage here on the press people which I think is all well and good because the press people have been shown to not be, um, what's the word? Fair. Right, right. (laughs) For example, for example, Thor Ragnarok, 
the new Thor movie that came out. Mm-hmm. It opened internationally before uh, it opened in the U.S. Um, like, for example, I have had it two weeks now. I haven't watched it, not going to watch it. Um, and some of the international press did not like this movie. International uh, film goers, very, very lukewarm. Okay. Um, and so, right... Uh, Thor Ragnarok, all of a sudden, when it opened in the U.S., it had the highest ever, wait for this, wait for this, the highest ever rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, jeez. And, and I'm saying, and I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what? What? And then I said, I have to look at what rating it got. It got a 98% fresh rating, which means... It's almost a near-perfect movie. Oh. Yeah, it's, that's what they, they, they deem it as. They said, it's almost a near-perfect movie. Friends of mine who have gone to watch the movie said, nobody has backstories. You don't know who these characters are. <laughs> they just drop the main villain, right? right. No backstory. She just hates Asgard. Why? She just hates Asgard. Why? No, nobody knows. Uh, they have, I, I'm sure you heard about what they did to Natalie Portman, Oscar winner, just by the way. Natalie Portman had a contract for three Thor movies and to do special appearances in Avengers movies and those sorts of things, right? Right. And she said the way she found out that the next Thor movie was being filmed was because one of her friends saw it on social media and told her about it. When she phoned to ask Marvel and Disney Studios, oh, what's up? They said, oh, we've canceled your contract. What? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they said. Oh, oh we've canceled your contract. We, we don't need your, your character isn't being used in the story because it takes place in outer space. Well, how come her people didn't tell her? Because her people didn't know. That's the thing. Nobody told them that the contract was canceled. Marvel and Disney just decided to strategically write out Jane from from the story, put it in space because Jane is a human, so she can't go into space, right? And just decided to tell her your character and your services are not needed anymore. And the new female that they have to replace her, no backstory. We barely even know what her name is. Um, if it wasn't, you know, for like people screaming it and stuff across battlefields. <laughs> and she basically, yeah, and she basically is an, this is this is what I, I read and what somebody confirmed for me who's watched the movie, right? She's basically an alcoholic, but we don't know why. If, she, if it's, like, because she just likes to drink or if she has, like, PTSD or something. Um, she just drinks. In every scene you're seeing her, she just drinks. So she's alcoholic. Um, and then she basically is reduced to... Standing next to Thor in a pose, the broke back poses from the 1990s, oh, right? Yeah. 
holding a sword to make Paul look good. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. All right. That's why they didn't cast Natalie Portman again because she would have been like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> because apparently, Natalie Portman, who is uh, very well educated and stuff, um, went and did research on Jane's character, right? Mm hmm. And she went and spoke to astrophysicists before she took on the role. And she had she had compiled, like, stuff she wanted to add to the character, right? Right. And Marvel and Disney told her, well, we don't really, it's more magic. It's not really science. So you don't have to be so involved. So, yeah. This and is why I don't watch Marvel or read Marvel. You know what? I will say this. I have read a little bit of Ragnarok, and um, because I like Thor, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, because they butchered the character in the movies. Um, and whoa, Ragnarok, like for example, Valkyrie, the, the person I talked about, the woman, she's supposed to be dealing with PTSD from the war that Hela had raged, right? But nobody goes through that. Nobody talks about it. Nobody discusses it because there's like no time because they have to keep telling jokes. And this is why I've stopped watching Marvel movies. It's because that whole 19 sort of, you know, 50s where they were reducing Wonder Woman to you know owning a boutique store and going shopping and that sort of thing, you know, Danny O'Neill. Um, or Denny, Denny O'Neill, um, um, it, it, that still carries on in the Marvel movies, right? I know that they're trying to change that in their comics, but from what I've heard, they haven't. Um, and so that's why I stopped watching Marvel movies, is because, for example, Jane... Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I don't want to know. Okay, can I just okay. rude and say, yes. I don't want to know. Let's talk about Justice League. Let's talk about Justice League. Let's talk Justice League. I don't care if Marvel fails or whatever. Fine, whatever. I want to talk Justice League. Let's talk Justice League. So, Justice League is... um, Remember how they said the most most talked about movies of the summer? And they gave us a list on Twitter of what was the hashtag used. And Justice League was number two after Wonder Woman. And people were like, hold up, Justice League ain't a solo movie. <laughs> right? That trend is continued. Uh, Justice League is the most talked about thing on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, gee, I wonder why. Uh, and that's not even using the hashtag. They're just talking about people just talking about Justice League. Right. Uh, currently, currently, and this is a stat I'm very, very happy about. Um, Justice League tickets are selling three times faster than Batman v Superman. So that's good. What that means is that the thing that we predicted that happened with Suicide Squad, that happened with Wonder Woman, is happening full blast with Justice League, where fans who were reading these reviews and were getting nervous has suddenly stopped paying attention to the bloggers 
and have just said, well, I kind of like BDS. I don't care what you say. I'm going to go watch Justice League. Right. And yeah, we saw that trend with Suicide Squad. It made like $150 million more than anybody ever predicted. Right. And they said it was just because fans went out and said, I want to enjoy myself, so I'm going to watch this movie. Wonder Woman, the most successful superhero origin movie ever, right? Right. Um, and so now, I think what you are seeing, why it's selling three times fast, is you have that Suicide Squad people, you have that Wonder Woman people, and then they're saying, yeah, well, screw, screw the critics because they don't right. know what they're talking about. Well, you know, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes will probably come out with a 48 for Justice League. Yeah. I said I said if Justice League gets anything that is in the positive range, which means anything above zero percent, I'll be happy. <laughs> because the way they're going with these movies, right? Is BVS had twenty six percent. Um Suicide Squad had 10% of something like that, something ridiculous like that. And it wasn't that bad a movie, people. No, I like the music um, in it better than I liked it in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I I also like a lot of things that the, that the villains said, uh, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Um, and they got the mad they, love thing right. I mean, you know, it is what yeah. it is, but they got it right. Yeah, and I, I don't mind it. It's a fun movie to watch, you know. Um, and, of course, Wonder Woman was the oddball in the DCEU where it got, like, uh, 80% on something. Right. And, and you know, it's like half the fans were like, what? <laughs> she got a good mark? What? Okay, but here's the other thing we have to take into yeah. consideration, especially with all this stuff coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Hollywood is thinking, to put it mildly. Mm. So I can yeah. see Rotten Tomatoes giving Thor 98% just to get people in the seat. Mm. And, yeah. you know, or, I don't know, maybe they gave them more children to screw or something. Um, so Wouldn't be surprising yeah. with what's going on. Yeah. Mm. All that stuff's going to hit the fans very soon. I just hope Justice League doesn't get caught in the onslaught. And I really hope nobody connected with Justice League has any part of that crap. Um, mm. I mean, Ben's already taken a couple hits. Um, not on pedophilia, but, you know. No, probably. yeah, yeah. But, um, so, I'm thinking... You know, I'm glad that Warner Brothers is playing it safe this time, you know, because they got, re- I mean, they got railroaded last time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the critics came out the day before the movie came out and said, oh, it sucks. And we're like, "Yeah, what? How could it suck? <laughs> it's got yeah. Batman. It's got <laughs> Superman in it. It's got... You know, and Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman. How did they? And Lex Luthor and Lovely. And how could it suck? I mean, I knew how Superman Returns could 
talk. First of all, Brian Singer, Mr. I Play With Little Boys, mm. directing, whatever, you know. And um, and Kevin Spacey, I Play With Little Boys. So. Oh, that's right. He played yeah. Luther. That was a yep. whole pedophilia club right there. I feel sorry for Superman's son in that movie now. Good God. I hope nothing happened to that kid. I hope so, too. Good grief. I mean, now when you watch these films and you know what you know, you're sitting there going, oh, good. You know, and that's why why Hollywood is starting to think, because people are like, uh, no, hello. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I really hope as well that, I mean, I have faith in the Justice League people. Right. Um, because they are my heroes, and I see them as that. So, yes, I can't separate it. Like Ben, I called him out for it. I said, you know, if he did do what he did to this woman, right, then he needs to apologize. And he did. And he needs. And he did. Right. And. Yeah. Then it sort of unraveled, and the woman said, "Oh well, it wasn't really that." And I'm like, "So what's the, you know, what's the truth, you know?" Yeah. Um, but he apologized straight away. So whatever the truth is, is the man. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's the thing is why I said it was kind of suspicious because she said because then she comes out afterwards when he apologized. Well, he didn't really grope my breast; he just touched it. And I'm oh. like, okay. So, so, oh, did he, did he really do anything? Well, you know what? Yeah. Okay, never But you know, getting off track there. Right. I, I see them as heroes, right? And I want them to live up to that status of being a hero. Right. So, um, I mean, they're trying to call Henry out for dating a 19-year-old. Dude 19. ended it. Dude ended it, and she, she was technically. An adult, so it's not. Oh, they're not together anymore. No, he like ended it after like two weeks of knowing her. Bye. I thought he was scared of her or something, and I thought they were still dating. No, 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 that ended like so long ago. So he's not dating Uh, somebody else now. He is a uh, woman his age, uh, (laughs) who is who she is in her thirties. Thank you. Right. I just want to clear that up before people make a tour or something. Yeah, he's um, not twelve people. Yeah, and uh, she, he, they met on the set of Mission Impossible. She's a stunt. She's a stunt woman. So, ah, yeah. he likes those athletic types. He does. Yes, yes, he does. And but you know what? I so. did. Yeah, I did like the one quote that sort of came out of the dating thing. Is uh, she says she called himself. Uh, she calls herself his lowest name, and I'm like, oh, if you go for that, it, it's fine. If you do that, don't say I'm his Wonder Woman or things like that. It's fine. And being athletic it, like that, she could say Wonder Woman, but she says so she. She looks like Wonder Woman because she's got blue eyes. She's got black hair. She's athletic built. She's tall like him, and I'm saying. Lord, please don't don't say the Fu Man Wonder Woman thing because the Fomancers will never let me live it down. Oh, and then yeah. she, and then she Instagrams 
this picture of them when they like come out that they're dating. Yes, yes, yes. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm Superman's lowest lane. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a God out there. There's a God out there. I'm with. Yeah. Then the fomance is blocked up with things. Um, you're better off without them, honey. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's beside the point. They tried to like swindle him into that swirling pool and I'm like she was an adult yeah she was 19 and then yeah she can drink and then she turned yeah and she turned 20 and then she turned 20 when when she was dating him so so an adult was she English she was English so anything over 16 yes yes she's English yeah every anything over 16 yeah yeah they don't they like what do their A levels or whatever at sixteen, and then then they go on to yes. college. Yes, you are allowed to drive at sixteen. You are allowed to do, to go to college at sixteen. You are allowed to drink at eighteen. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Same here. Same rules here. So. Right. Yeah. Ours is different. Your, but yeah. Yeah. Yours is like twenty one. So that's well, why people on the actually, internet got confused. Now, actually, eighteen. You can vote now. That started Ooh. in back in the seventies, early seventies, seventy two. Okay. Yeah. And because the the non vets were like drafted, you know, seventeen, eighteen year olds and then they'd come home and they couldn't drink. Or they, they couldn't vote. vote. <laughs> so the, back when I was in my teens we had two sets of beers. Okay, this will be really interesting. We had Weasel mm-hmm. Piss, which was two point five. We called it Weasel Piss because it was like, okay. I had 2.5 alcohol in it. And then 6% was the regular beer, right? Mm. And uh, so after they changed the drinking laws to 18 in most states, then mm. they didn't have to sell 2.5 anymore. They sold just 6. And then we, have we had to the wait same for 21 thing. for hard liquor, I think. Yeah, we have the same thing in South Africa. Mm-hmm. At 16, you can have a light, like, beer, right. so like a cider thing, right? Red, um, which is less than, it. ours is two on the dot. Right. No, 0.5. They can't handle the 0.5. Uh, United States trying to be France, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, 18, you can have everything, hard right, liquor. Yeah. I think we can ev- now. Yeah. 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 So she is technically an adult. If she can drink yeah. hard liquor, she is an adult. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's all I'm different. saying. It reminded yeah. me of um, when the Beatles first came out, and mm-hmm. my mom was a hairstylist. I don't know what people call them now, but um, hairstylist. We call them beauty no. shop. She worked at a beauty. Shop. She was a beautician. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, the ladies would talk. And they say, oh, well, they smoke and they drink. And my mom goes, they're in their 20s. Mm. You know, hello. <laughs> and they're English, so they've been drinking for quite a while. You know, and it's not and, like everybody yeah. started drinking at the legal age. I mean, we were drinking it. And you know, we, I sneak into bars at 16. I didn't order anything because my cousin was there. So, um, you know. And uh, we, you know, we always had booze in the yeah. home if I wanted it, and I didn't really want it because I watch people drink a lot and 
get stupid and I'll be like, what's your problem? Yeah, exactly. Same yeah. here. You yeah. know, my, my mom and my dad said, if you want to drink, there is alcohol at home. Right. Do it under our supervision. Exactly. Um, you know, you, you, when you have like a family gathering and everybody is doing it and you're the only kid there because you're born 10 years later from everybody else. Right. Um, they say, if you want one, here's a cider, you can have it mm-hmm. because you are with family, right? Mm-hmm. But I never wanted it because I was like, A, it smelled funny. Right. Right. Why, why would you want to drink this? B, when you drink it, I've seen you all act like fools, so yeah, I yeah. ain't doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, I know, like, cousins and stuff who've done it, so. Right. Well, I, don't I mean, get, come get, on. Gone on our, anyway. our drinking life. Anyway, but, um, okay, so, at the London Press, was there anything revealed, or? Um, well, there was. Amy Adams is currently filming a movie. So she couldn't make uh, the press junket. She did send her apologies. Um, And she did do a interview sort of like a snippet thing. That's what I want to call it. It's a snippet of where Lois is right now. Right. And uh, so obviously Henry Cavill was talking about Superman in the film. Uh, What ultimately unites them is the need to save Earth from certain destruction. Right. Of an alien enemy. Um dog is so loud um there's nothing quite like playing superman henry cavill says who plays the role for the third time it's still surreal mm-hmm. um there was a lot of moments where i was really tired near the end of the long day and i was thinking i'm hungry i'm looking forward to bed and then i realized i had cyborg aquaman batman wonder woman all standing in front of me in costume and they looked fantastic and suddenly Every single ounce of fatigue went away, and I just wanted to live my life, uh, live in that moment and appreciate what I'm doing. Right. That I wanted to do this as a kid, but <laughs> as real as it gets, but this is as real as it gets as an adult. Right. You become thankful uh, for, the, for this kind of thing. Um, and... Yeah, Superman personifies a higher calling for truth, justice, and deep respect for all humanity. Right. The absence of this idol who has sacrificed inspires the formation of the Justice League. But there isn't quite a Justice League without Superman. Right. Um, and so then they carry on. While the world uh, mourns the loss of a protector, oh, yeah. Lose and Martha Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Lois Lane and Martha Kent are grieving a more personal loss. Martha is seeing everyone mourning the Superman character, but she's mourning Clark, her son. Right. Says Cavill. And she can't tell anyone that. Right. Superman was her son. It's a terrible loneliness and pain for her to go through. It's excruciating for both Martha and Lois to see these people mourning a man that only they truly knew. And well, then we had some. Oh, well, hold on. That kind of takes us back to the comics. Because that. Oh was, yeah. That was a huge emotional. <laughs> it was a huge thing. I mean, if you weren't into, you know, the battle, or you know, the mourning uh, mm-hmm. by the world, then you could really identify yep. with the Kent and Lois and what they were going through. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about this time and time again. Uh, Jonathan and Martha buried his things, the only things they had of him, in the cornfield where they found him. That was very sad. His teddy bear. His teddy, teddy bear. bear. And his scrapbook and his, his little baby blanket. Uh, but they couldn't <laughs> attend the funeral in wherever they had it, Metropolis, right? Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at least Zach had given Martha a funeral for her son in Smallville, mm. right? I'm very happy that he swapped that around. Right. Because mm. I would I would not he, have managed. Yeah. I would have he, not have managed if Martha Kent took the teddy bear and the blanket and the scrapbook and buried it in the palm out of pride. But in the story of a world without Superman, you need that emotional beat of you his, do. his loved yeah. ones going through the heartache of losing Clark. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yes, he didn't come yes. out as Superman that you know that long before. No, you know? no. I mean, and, Superman's only been around for eighteen months, right? In this timeline, right? So, yeah, you know, Lois, she probably knew, maybe knew Clark about about that amount of time because she was investigating these before he came out in the suit. You know? Before he came out in the suit in Metropolis, yeah. So she right. knew him before, yeah, right. So yeah. they're mourning the man, Clark. Uh, mm. You know the personality. Not the super. Yeah. Right. Not the the icon that flies in the sky and saves everybody. Although he, Clark yeah. did do that, but it's it's more personal, and you need that emotional, personal, emotional beat in order to make mm-hmm. Superman relatable. As we talk time and time again, you have to deal with. You have to show Clark Kent. Because yes. as Jurgen mm. says, he's Clark first. You develop that yeah. personality yeah. first, and then, like, Superman's kind of like his job or duty, you know, or his, his uh, reason, you know, he feels, because of the way Jonathan raised him, he feels that he has to do what he only he can do to help people. Mm-hmm. And because he yeah. loves people, and, you know, and he... You know, Darrell told him, you know, he could show them the way. He could be the light. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad they mentioned um, Martha and Lois and stuff like that. So, that's mm. good. Uh, uh, one more thing, yeah, to add to that. Dan Juggins always says, what does Superman say? He says, this looks like a job for Superman. And he exactly. changes from Clark mm-hmm. into Superman. Right. And he says that is how he's always viewed when he is writing Superman, which is probably why we enjoy his his Superman comics so much. Right. And we keep going back to them. Mm-hmm. Is because he says he is Clark putting on a, like, for example, a fireman. He hears the alarm, uh, you know, and he, he puts right. on his uniform and he goes out to tend to the fire. Right. That is Superman. Superman right. is going into the suit, going out to fight the fire. But when the fireman comes back, he is Tom, Dick, or John, or whatever his name is, right? right. Or if it's a firewoman, sure. Martha, sure. because that's that's the name I can think of. Martha. Um, <laughs> Martha. That's the safe word. Uh, I saw that T-shirt. Did you? I did. 
Yeah. Yes, I saw that T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to buy it. <laughs> I saw that one anyway. last year in June. Yeah. Okay, I saw that shirt now in you know a, a T-shirt printing place that does like funny uh, right. things like you know they they print like Super Mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I saw it there and I was like, should I buy it? Should I buy it? Nah. Um, but anyway, and that's why. I like Dan Jurgens because I think he has a solid viewpoint on who Superman and Clark Kent are, and you never lose that. And, you know, right. that's what so many people, so many people forget that he's not Superman. He is raised for... Yeah. Exactly. He's raised. He is raised first as Clark Kent. Right. And the thing is, he only develops his powers Okay, fair enough. Jeff Johns rewrote that in Secret Origins, and he says he develops it slowly, slowly. But I still go back to action comics where they say when he becomes an adult, when he when he reaches maturity, then his powers develop. And even if you look at Smallville, he only starts developing his powers in his teenage years. Well, right, like he's going through pubescence. To uh, references like he crushed something, he, you he know, broke and the he table. lifted okay. something. Who was it? Somebody. The table got broke in the in the episode. I think it was. Oh, it's crypto. I think because the dog had broken the table, and she said, mm. "Remember when Clark did that when he was and it, he wasn't a teenager. He was a baby. It's like five. But what six. I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is not fully developed powers. Right. 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 So you always go back to action number one. In 1938, where he all his powers develop, his mental stability develops when he is an adult. So you have to remember. But also, you know, in and, action number one, they do show a baby lifting a heavy object in the orphanage. Eh, yeah, they I mean, do. Okay. I mean, it's in there. I know, but what I'm what I'm saying is is that he's not like, you know, going and like, like doing Superman stuff. You know, he's just no. lifting. A chair over his head, which is kind of strange for a baby. And that happens. You know, but, but what baby. I'm saying is, <laughs> the very strong baby. Yeah. You've been having your milk. They also have the explanation <laughs> about ants having so much strength that they could do, you know, they. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, what I'm getting to the point is that Clark Kent is the character for 18 to 20 years. He's not Superman until he goes to Metropolis, which is when he's 28, 29. Right. right? He's he's gone through. Exactly. So Superman's personality, the Superman persona, is only developed when he's going towards his 30s, right? He's working in the big city now. And I, yeah, I just don't understand people who say he must be Superman 24-7, he must fly around with Wonder Woman so they can save the world, blah, 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 because that's just stupid and boring. Well, that's who wants to bullshit. know about an and alien? We, we see that cropping up even today. Yeah, Tony Daniel. You're on my, you're on my well, list, Tony and, Daniel. Well, and Scott Snyder's bullshit, too. And, and Scott Tin, Snyder, you, Tinian, you're on my list. Tinian also wrote that this time, the Devastator issue we're going to talk about today. He wrote that, you know, under, you know, Scott Snyder's guide. I will, I will say this. I will say this about all metal comics. 
they were each each writer and artist was handed a script by Scott Snyder, which they well, could then work around. Well, a guideline. I don't around. think an actual script. An actual script that they had to basically just fill dialogue in for. Okay. That's that's how like meta he was about this the story oh, because. When I asked, I, pray for I him. specifically asked, yeah, I, listen, dude's an atheist, so I don't know what hope he, he is? has. Um, he is. I found that out, yeah. yeah. He's leaning towards the satanic side. Yeah, I did some digging because after Devastator and I went through that stuff, I was like, is praying, like, how much praise do I need to do for this guy? Then I found out he's an atheist, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, mm. I don't know how that happens, but anyway. Um, so anyway, getting off Scott Snyder, let's get on to the better Snyder, Zach. Okay. Um, they, yeah, they released images, um, stills of the Justice League movie. I think there's about 25. So off that, you know, you have, um, Cyborg and his father, you have Star Labs, you have, um, Barry Allen working on his designs for his suit. Uh, Wonder Woman doing, you can see her going through research on her, in her place at the Louvre. So she's obviously going, that's like, you know, going to recount the history lesson sort of thing. Right. Um, You see Batman and Wonder Woman, well, Bruce and Diana going through files, formulating plans. Commissioner Gordon, you see Alfred, but I was very surprised we got not just one, but two pictures of Lois Lane, um, which mm. is more than we got for BVS. We, BVS, we only got one picture. Now we got two pictures. I'm wow. Extra happy. Yeah. And then we got one with Lois in it, and she's talking to Martha. Awesome. So we definitely going to have that, that meet. And you can see Martha's like, because Diane Lane is a very facial conscious actress. Right. And you can see it's very soft and she's got her head tilted and her hand out to Lois. So she's obviously comforting her. Um, and, you know, they're talking about Clark, what's going on. She's probably asking, are you okay, honey? You know, do you want me to make you a pie? Mm-hmm. Um. Um, <laughs> I saw... No, I think this is going to be very emotional because... Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. I saw the final trailer that was in China. And... We, oui. yes. Yeah. Um. They had Mira in it. But the same, her, you know, rising up, you know, from a, like, steeping position. Yes. They had that yeah. in there. And then they had Diana saying it happened long before I was born, meaning the whole Steppenwolf yes. thing with the Amazons. And, yes. And then I yes. saw a picture of Zeus. Remember, there's all in the battle. I did too. There's all that yes. lightning stuff in the battle. Now. That's Zeus. Now. Well, you know, he did die. Well, well. I can't, I'm just putting this out there because there were some people, not me, uh, you know, the people do research and go like, they stole the thing and they go through like screen by screen by screen. Right. And some uh, analysis was done. They went to comics and they said that this is, could 
not be Zeus because the garb that he's wearing yeah, it looks like Shazam. Yes. Yeah. Now, when we go back to Shazam history, there was the original Shazam in the uh oh, well, he wasn't called Captain Marvel. It was the Wizard Champion, that's what he's called. And so when they did a still image, I was like well, could be that guy because he's got a huge lightning thing on his chest. So, right. could be him, but right? Still, I don't know. Zeus I'm too. Just, I mean, it could be. I'm thinking it's Zeus because I have seen other Greek um, gods there. I think I've seen Poseidon, who would have been leading the Atlanteans right. back then, right? Right. Uh, because uh, um, Aquaman is directly related to Poseidon. Right. Um, and so I think it could just be because you must remember the Amazons were Zeus's champions. So like how right. you have the Atlanteans would have been Poseidon's champions. Right. You had the, the undead army and those sorts of things who were Hades' champions. Right. Uh, and then the Amazons were always Zeus's fighting elite army. Um, that he chose to come to his aid and that sort of thing. So I think it's this huge big battle where all the forces of um, Earth's nature come together to defend Earth. Well, it's the new God. Right? It's, it's, it's the, our old gods with their champions versus the new God coming down from Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, and changing our champions into theirs because we we see that knight being changed into a parademon. And if you go back to um, Greek mythology, the Greek gods, the reason apparently why they have died out is because people stopped praying to them. And so they were very um, reliant on people praying to them. So if you have this, this new god that's coming in to challenge your territory, I think that's why Zeus and his cronies would have come to our aid. Not because they want to, because they no. needed to. Yeah. 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 But And here's the other thing. Yeah. So, according to Wonder Woman's movie, all the go- her mm-hmm. gods are dead. Which would include yes. Atlantis as well. So, now... You know, the second for the second time, you know, because and we have talked about this for a couple of weeks now, because there's mm. no there's no um, lanterns, there's no Kryptonian, there's nobody with godlike powers that um, Steppenwolf thinks, oh well, it's going to be easy peasy. I'll take care of them this time. Yeah, because they don't have any gods. Uh-huh. So this that's time why I'll they get have them. to formulate the Justice League. Because, you know, some of them do have, quote, unquote, godlike powers. Others don't. Yeah. You, you know, but yeah. that's why they have to form the Justice League. And that's why they need Superman back. And mm. they need Hal. There okay. is definitely a rumor going around. And since people have seen the movie, um, I I don't know like if you want to count it as real or not, but there definitely is a rumor going around that 
in the final act when Superman comes, spoiler, he's alive. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, hey, some people are sensitive. You, I like tweeted out, I can't wait for Superman to be resurrected, and somebody said, spoilers. Put spoilers That's in That's not thing. a like, spoiler. Okay. If you read the comics, then you know he comes back. And Henry Cavill's on I'm the like, press oh. tour, so hello. He's not going to talk about I'm what like, it's like being dead. I'm like, what's Henry Cavill doing there then? Is he just like, you know, holding Batman's cape? No. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, there is a rumor going around that a very uh, that something green appears at the end with Superman, and the dude's like, hey everybody, I'm a Green Lantern. I have this ring. I can do things with it. Yay. Well- now, I've heard some people say that perhaps Abin Sur is in the original battle. That would be epic because then you include that the, right. because then you include the Green Lantern. Exactly. Picture. That would be awesome. Now, what I would love to see is because Abin Sur is not immortal, he's just a normal dude, and he was the guy before hell. Right. I would like to see older lanterns. I would like to see if they want the magic lanterns, like Alan Scott, those sorts of things. Or I would like to see the lantern knights, which they were in ancient times, uh, people chosen from earth like hell. Mm -hmm. And they were green lanterns, but they assumed the role of sort of a Camelot type role where they were the knights of a of of Oa sort of thing, right? And so because then you introduced more backstory. You've, you've already introduced like an ancient backstory for Wonder Woman, so we're established with that. You can introduce guys with magic rings that are knights. It would be epic, right? Right. And uh, and you'd make a lot of Green Lantern fans happy. So well, yeah. and we don't know what kind of uh species Abin Sur was. And we so therefore we don't know how long he lived. True. Well, there is like the whole thing that he was the the he was a guardian in his section for about twenty eight uh, twenty nine thirty years. So oh, okay. Earth years. So so I, I'm guessing he's sort of humanoid in his age because he died, you know, he got stabbed, he died. So yeah. could be like human um, because the lanterns don't normally give. I think the only immortal sort of lantern is the big planet, Mogo, because he's a planet. So, you know, planets live for a lot longer than humans and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, if we see Abansur, I'm cool with that. If we see Green Lantern Knight, I'm cool with that. If we see any flash of green that is not kryptonite, I'm happy with that. So, it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm just looking forward to the movie. Going, watching it. Um, Not going 8 o'clock in the morning, because I figured I would probably fall asleep then. It would be bad. So, I'm just going at half past 11. Um... Yeah, uh, so then we continue with this uh, article, and we get to uh, Amy Adams' 
portion of so so far um what's his name Henry Cavill has been talking about you know we're going to see the the weight uh, the, the weight of his death on the two people he loved most not batman his mother his mother and lois cuz like some super bat fans are coming oh batman's going to save him like no keep quiet um so Diane Lane returns as Martha Kent and Amy Adams reprises the role as Lois Lane. Um, Adams surmises that her character is once again the dogged reporter and crusader, but has lost her sense of purpose. Uh, quote, she's now Lois after Clark, says the actress. She's not the same person that she was, and she definitely feels the absence of the hope that he brought into her life. It feels devastating. So she's isolating herself. Instead, she writes the fluff pieces for the Daily Planet because as Adams observes, she cannot go back and face the world again just yet. <laughs> so sad. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. I've got things going okay. on. I've got the guys coming to does my lawn. He's going to do stuff for me, so. Okay. Uh, that's why. <laughs> okay. I understand now. <laughs> I also understand why you're rushing me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we definitely are going to see uh, Lois in as we saw in the the final trailer the normal one um going through some sort of well not some sort of going through huge depression um but as you can see from the pictures she's sort of in the world just not living in the world she's just sort of there and the biggest thing the biggest thing that i saw and I was going through all the the people um when these photos were released everybody was like holy crap Amy Adams and Diane Lane is probably going to make us cry and cry and cry and cry and I'm like yeah but, but that's what you need you need to feel that with superman you know if if you didn't cry when he died in BVS something's wrong with you um or at least feel something, you know, gasp, go, you know, feel something. Um, because everybody who I spoke to said they felt some sort of emotion, whether it was anger, whether it was heartache or whatever, when when Superman died. Um, but that's what you you got to feel that. So um, I remember I, I was recently watching some superhero thing uh going through the history of superman and they rebroadcast uh, people that were interviewed for the news when this book came out the death of superman and uh this one lady was like they killed superman nothing sacred anymore how do you kill superman no the world's not good anymore so um and dan jurgen said he went to a signing for the book when it came out there was people going not just around the block going up 
several blocks, going out the store, around the corner, down the street, over onto the next block just to come in and get that comic. So, yeah, it, it, Superman matters to people. And I'm glad that Zack Snyder is going to not just show us the building of the Justice League, but he's going to show us the emotional toll right. the death of Superman has on because we are essentially Martha and Lois in the story. Right. Yeah. Um, tell me about uh, your t- talk with Patrick Gleason about Lois merchandise. Yeah, it was a fluke. Uh, Patrick tweeted out um, that he's drawing Lois and Clark, and he had two figurines set up in a pose. Um, and he said, note to self, get good Lois and Clark uh, figs so I can base my drawings off them. And so I tweeted back, I said, well, you're going to struggle with that. Maybe not Superman, definitely Lois, because there isn't much merchandise out there. Right. And so I told him, I told him, maybe you can schmooze with DC, you know, and, and like get like maybe your Lois from the from this issue, you know, made into an action figure or something. Right. And um, he replied, why is there not much Lois merchandise? And I had to restrain myself from going all like, you know, because I try when I'm talking to people who can get stuff done, who like are a foot in the door, I try to be as nice as possible to them so that they will do stuff for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like Dan Juergens. I was so nice to him on Twitter when he was on Twitter. Jim Lee, I'm like a charmer around Jim Lee. I'm like, Jim Lee, Lowe's birthday. Can you draw a picture? Yay, say happy birthday, Lowe's. He does it. So, see, it works. He Um, dug one out of the old stuff he did. I don't care. I don't care. He tweeted out happy birthday, Lowe's Lane. That thing got like 25,000 likes. Come on. Come on, we got like some lowest jazz there going on. Anyway, so Patrick then I then replied, well, no, Patrick, there's no lowest lane stuff, like at all. Like there's maybe five things right. I can buy off lowest lane, and one of them is a Lego mini figure, right? Right. And so then I tweet out, you know, you are from the DC shop website. Uh, I put in there, search Lowe's Lane, and literally only two pages pop up, and half of it is, the one whole page is uh, DVDs from Smallville. Um, <laughs> and, and and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Right. And, and the, the movies, right? So one whole page is just DVDs, right? And then the next page you have uh, a mug, a cell phone case, and, or you've got two mugs. You've got two mugs and a cell phone case. Uh, one mug is the bombshells mug. Yeah. The other one is the one you have uh, where she's kissing Susan and says, he's right. my hero. Yeah. Uh, and then the same picture is on a cell phone cover. Mm-hmm. And then the last three items is the... Um, Gary Frank 
cover from Secret Origins, that, that collectible um, statue designer. Then there's oh, yeah. the, With the um, Daily Planet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one I bought for my graduation present, my birthday present. I was like, I have to have this. Um, then there's the uh, old um, Max Fletcher cartoons where um, he's holding Lois in his arms and they're sort of leaping out of a, a Daily Planet uh, newspaper. And so it's basically like the same sort of yeah. statue repeating itself, right? And then you have finally the bombshells statue. Right. Right? And so then I tell him, you know, we have no Funkos. We have no anything. Uh, we got this little um, mini bombshell Lois Lane thing um, from another company, and that's it. You know, literally, it's like, oh, and then you have the animated series, Superman and Lois Lane action figure uh, two, two sets, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, literally, it's like five or six things. And all of the stuff is over $50. And then when you look at the statues, it's over $150 each. Um, so it's like, it's not very accessible like a Superman action figure, for example. And um, so then he replied with a sad face and he said, I didn't know. Well, he didn't say this on the on the timeline because I think he doesn't want to get into trouble with DC. Hmm. So then he sort of starts messaging me and he says, I didn't know it was this bad, right? <laughs> you know, and then I, I send him that poster that I made for with Lois Lane merchandise, yeah. right? I'm like, we did a tweetathon. I sent him where the hashtag was trending. Right. Uh, all these screencasts. I said, you know, this is what we have to do. And then I explained for Lois Lane's 75th anniversary, we had to literally tweet Dan DiDio over and over and over and over again. And we got to the point where we were begging, right? And not just begging us, you know, we had to get Dana Delaney. We had to get Terry Hatcher. We had to get Erica Durant. These sorts of people to start tweeting for us to get noticed, right? And we got a book. Yeah. And and Patrick uh, said on message, he, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. He says she should. Yeah. He says she should at least have a cover girl uh, designer statue. I said no, she doesn't have one. I said, you know, and the thing is, I send him all these stats, right? And I said, when when we do get Lois Lane in anything, we go out and we buy it, right? The bombshells is still in the top five selling bombshells, which means she is competing with Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Supergirl, um, and 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 she's number four. So yeah, yeah. so I'm like. You know, we're competing with these kind of characters who are afforded ample opportunity, right? Harley Quinn was made a superstar in a movie. Uh, Wonder Woman is made a superstar in a movie. When it comes to Lois Lane, there's nothing. And then I tell him, I have to literally go to these other sites that have DC uh, licenses, right? Mm -hmm. 
to try and get some sort of lowest lane anything. And he said that he is going to try and talk to DC. He obviously is not somebody in charge, and I don't want him risking right. his job or I mean, anything yeah. like that. For yeah. But he said he is going to take this forward to DC. And then a couple of other people got a bit rude for my liking with the with the replies there, but I'm like, okay, okay. Um, you know, as a couple of other people saw me tweeting him about Lost Lane merchandise and they said, you know, we've we've also joined in, we've tried to, to communicate this to DC, but they just don't wanna listen. Um and, and the thing is we were tweeting people like Jeff Johns and Diane Nelson, you know, Jim Lee, he won't listen. Oh, um please. There's no way please. he'll do anything. Please. He'll probably say, he'll, he'll oh, I'll try. design it and it'll be another five years from now. Uh, or he'll probably try and market his four man statue because he got 50,000 in his garage waiting yeah. <laughs> to get sold. Um, oh, uh, speaking of that, I think DC has pulled off all four man related uh, merchandise off the website. Oh, darn. So you can't buy. Ah uh, darn! You can't buy it, um, and I think hot, and I think Hot Topic is pulling away from that as well. So really, well, if it's not selling, it ain't selling because people don't like it. So yeah. anyway, um, but I yeah, did, so I, I did. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, if he tries, you know, I told him if if he can do anything. That that you know doesn't put his job at risk or him at right. whatever like that. Right. I would be I and a whole bunch of Lois Lane fans would be eternally grateful. Right. And he said and he said you know the one thing he admires about most Lois Lane fans is how thankful we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh we got we got a scrap of bread. We're so thankful. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, you have fed me, you know, for like a month. <laughs> um, and he says, and he says, I think that comes from a genuine, just loving this character. Mm-hmm. And then he says, from him, Dan and uh, Pete Tomasi's side, mm-hmm. they've been told by Jeff Johns to make Lois. She's not a she's not a sidekick. She's not a side character. No. She's a main character. Yep. So he says they try to always come up with ways to not only include her in family adventures, but to make her important. And right. he says that she a is. lot of people. Yeah. Because she is, and and I noticed this when the when when this book came out as well. I will talk. I don't know if we're going to talk now, but he says, you know, he's noticed that some people don't like her in suits or like putting on the Hellbat suit or like putting on a Fury a suit or whatever. Yeah, as long as a one-off. No, and I'm like, yeah. no. And I told him, uh, Lois Lane is resourceful. So she is going to use the tools at her disposal. Right. You don't expect Lois to go and punch the eradicator smack in the face with her bare hands, right? Right. Because that's stupid. Because then, oh, Lois Lane is stupid. She, she's a damsel, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is, Lois Lane was in the Batcave on the moon. 
She happened to see the Hellbath suit. Her son was getting trampled. Her husband was eaten alive by the eradicator. What do you expect her to do? She put the damn suit on and she used it to her advantage. Right. In this comic, she is, again, she's not, she's not being a, uh, you know, suddenly, oh, she's only useful if she has something. No, she is on a planet like Apocalypse. Right. She is going to need a gun to well, defend herself. It, the way they handle those things, it's organic. To use one of their exactly. Pictures. It's because yes. um, it's the mother of necessity. Lois finds her mm. in a situation. She uses all her skills that she has, mm-hmm. and she just goes with it. I mean, she she knows that she doesn't have superpowers or anything, and she just you know. And mm. basically, it's the whole Superman thing. It's Finding the extraordinary from within the ordinary, you know. Yeah. I always say about Lois Lane, she may not have powers, but she's not powerless. No. And that's what I admire about her. That is, if I, if I got a Lois Lane t-shirt made, that's what I would get made. Right. I may not have powers, but I'm not powerless because that is such an inspirational message. I'm sorry, Wonder Woman. More than Wonder Woman, right, to me, Mm-hmm. On a personal level, I never got Wonder Woman. I still struggle to get her, right? But Lois, I identify with because in that situation, I have been bullied. In that situation, what do I do? I don't curl up and cry. You take something and you defend yourself. Whether it's sand from the ground that you throw in the bully's eyes or whatever, you, that, that whole line of, I may not have powers, but I'm not powerless. I may not be the big bully who is beating up someone, but that doesn't mean I can't stand up for myself. And that's what I love about Lois Lane. And to me, these comics, the way they're doing it, the way they, they're putting her in these situations, like you said, is organic, and she is doing that. She's not going to sit around and just say, oh, what should I do? She's not the perils of Pauline or anything. It's, you know, she she has chutzpah. And so, and yeah. I think that's why Clark admires her so much. You know, he knows that, you know, now that she has a son, there is no way anything's going to get to her kid if she can stop it. You know, and that says a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I sent uh, Patrick a a thank you for considering, you know, and also told him that, you know, we've been asking Funko and other manufacturers for years for Lois merch, so. And he uh, he liked that. I got a bunch of likes on that one, as, you know, as a matter of fact, so that's cool. Um, okay, so do you want to dig into the comics now? Um, yeah, we can dig into the comics. Uh, before that, I have... Uh, I guess a comic exclusive. Ooh. Huh. Um, yeah, I was listening to um, Francis Manipal. Uh-huh. Uh, he does this thing where he goes live on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, he, as he's inking and penciling and drawing, he tries to help up and young and coming artists or just answer fan questions. 
So he um, was recently doing a page. And I normally don't tune in because it's very boring to watch somebody draw. Uh, <laughs> but the hashtag he used was Clark Kent and Lois Lane, not Superman, Clark Kent and Lois Lane. And I was like, very intrigued. So I started watching the video. And he is doing a holiday special, you know, the DC holiday thing right. that's coming up. Uh, he's doing... Uh, the story is, I think he said, nine pages long uh, because each, you know, each character has so many pages. Um, and he's doing a Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Um, and I think, John, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, um, Christmas story with Max Landis, right? Oh, cool. And yeah, and um, the way he's doing it is he was talking to Max and Max is, you know, he he loves Francis's art from American Alien and he loves the way he draws Lois and loves the way he draws Clark and that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, Francis Manipal was talking to Max Landis and they decided to do, uh, since it was so few pages, he decided to hand paint it in watercolors. So it's got this very Christmassy vibe to it. Um, and it looks stunning uh, from what I've seen. And it looks like a real fun story. The pages that I saw was uh, Lois and Clark just flirting, like a lot. So hopefully, I mean, if, if, it, if we have to turn to Max Landis or Lois and Clark flirts, Yay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it looks really good. It looks, um, yeah, so there you go. Because nobody knew if there was going to be what type of Superman story it was going to be mm-hmm. in the holiday special because they just say, um, Superman and Wonder Woman and, uh, Green Lantern and all these heroes bring hope to you in the holiday season. Batman goes on a, Blah, 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 of whatever Batman's doing. Um, I don't care what Batman's doing. And, you know, so nobody knew, what, like, does it have Lois in it? You know, and people who we follow, is Lois in the story? That's what we ask. Right. Lois in it. And so Lois is in the story. They rent, like, the van and they go places and, and um, they hire, like, I think, this wood cabin out in the snowy places and things. So, yay. I hope John didn't go along. I hope John's like on an adventure with Damien and it's just Lois and Clark in a wood cabin during Christmas. I like John, but can we have some Lois and Clark time? Can we have some dating time? Can we have some like wow-wow time? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it it looks like uh, that we will get a little bit of that, and then uh, there's well, a little the flirting scene that's coming out in December. Yes, the week before Christmas. Right. Um. Oh no, it's coming out on the twentieth of December, which is like just before Christmas. So perfect right. Christmas gift to give right. people. Right. Um. And the the flirting page that I saw to, uh, that I saw was Clark in his Superman suit because he rescued, like, a sleigh or something from falling down. I don't know. And then 
Lois puts on like the Santa Claus hat on him, and then they're making googly eyes at each other. Ah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So nothing. Something else we can look forward to in December. Now. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Justice League came out this week. There's no Clark in it. Because mm. you know. I didn't read it. It was a <laughs> metal tie-in, you know, and Clark mm-hmm. being the the light source, the power source to the all the darkness, which is so contrary mm. to. Why don't they get their own damn power source? Yeah, yeah. And he was lured to the dark universe by Batman. Yeah. Good old there you go. Batman. He's um, a battery. So, um, there was a comic called The Dark Prince Charming. It's by this Italian writer-artist it was a pretty good story. It had Selena in it, um, and there's only two issues, and this was the first issue. I kind of liked uh-huh. it, but then they had to ruin it by Jim Lee giving a recommendation to read it. I'm like, oh. But, you know, he used to live in Italy, so. so he probably oh, knows this okay. guy personally, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm like, you know. So, anyway, but I liked what I was reading, so. You might check into mm-hmm. it. It's nothing like metal. So Yeah. It's more like the, the album, long good the the long night. What was the long good night? What was that? The long Halloween. Yeah. Well there's that another, one. Yeah. It's kinda like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, the long Halloween's one of my favorite Batman comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. we got Devastator. Ugh ugh. People wait before we start bring the holy watch we need to Sprinkle this place down with holy water. So, so you said you, you now Scott Snyder has said he's an atheist. Mm. Yes, it is. It is something Scott Snyder has said. So it's not like somebody said this about him or anything. It was in an interview he did for um, when he was coming out with Batman mm-hmm. uh, in the New Fifty Two, and. Um, Somebody asked him about the Court of Owls and the whole sort of uh, religious tie-in that it has. Because, again, the Court of Owls is the place you go to make blood sacrifices. Um, right. It's the Illuminati. You know, the, whatever. It is, right? The way you join the club is by making a cut across your palm and swearing an oath and, you know, doing the touching the blood thing and spreading your viruses and all those sort of things. Um, so somebody asked him, you know, is this like, you know, like a satanic cult? The outright, the, like, you know, is this like a devil cult sort of thing? That's right. what the question was. And he said, well, I'm an atheist, so I don't believe... What I believe in is a sense of moral good and right. And I'm like, well, that's very ambiguous because different people interpret good and, and you know, right and bad differently you know from an evil person's point of view Lex Luthor is right you know from from a good person's point of view Superman is right you know what I'm saying so I was like well that's very ambiguous and I I just sort of I was like oh sorry um so he said he he doesn't believe in God right Oh, or any type of religion. 
what he believes in is a moral sense of right and wrong. Seriously. Mm. That's yeah. not reflected in his stories. Well, that's what I just said. You know, it, right and wrong changes according to point of view, right. right? Like from an evil person's point of view, Lex Luthor is right. From a good person's point of view, Superman is right. You better quit eating lunch at Bohemian Grove is all I got to say. I don't know where this Bohemian Grove is, but I'm never going there. I'm never going well, to any uh, Bohemian just anything. Just look it up, okay? Okay, okay. I will. I will do that. And if you can get the video, there's a video. Then you, there's a video, undercover video. Then you definitely won't be going there. Okie dokie. Yeah. Something that happens every year. Okay. Um, I'm very worried. It's in California. Mm. Good, it's very far away from me. (laughs) Where the elitists go to do their Mm. rituals. Ah, okay. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. I was very disappointed with with the Devastator. And then... when I tweeted Scott, because I got really angry, <laughs> I don't normally lash out at people unless I get very angry. Um, he tweeted a picture of, he basically stole the, the scene for scene right. from BVS. Right. right? Batman in the Night sphere, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's got the, the armor suit on and super com- the Superman comes in. Now, of course, this Superman is "Quote unquote evil," and we don't know why he's evil. We don't. Well, Batman we don't know. says he's evil. Exactly, and I don't trust this Batman's point of view. Yeah, because Batman's so, doing a whole bunch of a lot of evil shit. So I don't know. Exactly. So Superman comes in and he heat visions Batman's arm, and uh, the the spear goes flying, and um, you know he comes in and stuff, and so that's the basically the panel. And then he says, uh, we have a Batman v Superman. I promise there won't be any Martha mentioned. And I was like, God, you know, the movie happened a year ago, a year and a half ago. Get a grip, dude. And so I treated him, A, you know, you are disrespecting somebody who has actually given us a much better material for both Batman and Superman. Right. Um, and then, you know, you've infected Lois Lane in the story. I don't think you have much ground to start bashing Zack Snyder for no apparent reason. Right. And I said, you know, this this just I don't care if you think this is funny. I don't care if this is meant as a joke. I've just lost respect for you. And. That's what I told him. I mean, I didn't tell him anything mean. I just said, I've lost my respect for you. And I went through the, the tweets that he received. Um, they were pretty much online with what I said. Mm-hmm. People were like, dude, you know, you're not writing the best story in the world. Um, you know, metal isn't like 
the best comic book ever, right? And you don't have the right to, to stand on, on the statement. So come down a level, you know, take the ego down a notch because you've lost respect from me. So, and a whole bunch of other people said the same thing. And a whole bunch of other people said, come on, man. The Martha jokes are like last year. Yeah, it's, it's beneath him. Yeah. It is beneath him, yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to make almost a billion dollars with your comic book writing. No, and I don't think, you know, his comic books, I mean, for example, when they did use the Court of Owls in Gotham, mm-hmm. right, they completely changed the story, and I actually enjoy that story more. Mm-hmm. The Court of Owls is a mafia-run syndicate and all the sort of elite families in Gotham wear masks so that you don't know who they are and they run this mafia syndicate so that they can fix prices and you know it's the whole sort of 1930s uh, 1940s noir where the rich people were the you know the the one percent elite that that were evil were fixing pharmaceutical prices so that they could leech out the, the poor people. And and it's that, you know, it's a detective story at the end of the day. And Bruce has to go and discover who these members are. Right. And how they tie in. Whereas the Court of Owls was just beating up, killing people, right. maiming maiming Alfred and that sort of thing. It it wasn't this sort of technical, like a mafia syndicate. Um, so, back to Devastator. Mm. Um, apparently years ago on Earth, apostrophe one, I don't know what that means. Minus. It's minus. It's negative for the negative universe. Oh, wait a minute. There's not a, wait, 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 wait. let me look. Okay, no, because Earth zero has the, the, the dash. Does it? Yeah. Hold on. It. Where is it? Okay, then this is Earth One, the 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 universe where Clark was was a prostitute. Well, hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah, this has an apostrophe one, not a dash one. So, or is it supposed to be a seven? Because the dash is in a weird place. <laughs> It is. A, it, that, I thought it was a negative because of the dark universe. That's how I took it. But no, it's, it's, it's when Batman used the kryptonite spear. So I'm not sure which freaking Earth they're talking about. Are they talking about Straczynski's Earth? Oh. <laughs> or are they talking about what? Are they talking about because for Convergence? I don't know. Because... Earth One Batman was written by Jeff Johns, which right. is a f- fantastic story. It's really good. You know, Batman's a detective. He he falls off a roof because he can't use a grappling hook the first time and gets twisted. Ouch. That ain't this Batman, right? Um, that Batman was, like, funny and lighthearted and that sort of thing. And, okay, the Superman was a, sort of a douchebag. Um, what do you mean? Because that Batman? guy... 
No, not in Batman. I mean, okay. One I'm just making sure that Superman. not Superman yeah. in every damn Batman book. No, no, no. Um, there's no Superman in in that Batman book. It, it's actually a good Batman story. Uh, it's drawn by okay, Gary Frank. Then. So that still doesn't explain which Earth is it. Is no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Someone's here. I got dog barking too. Yeah, me. <laughs> I'm gonna My dog. Go for yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know which uh, Earth this is because, I mean, Superman from there was a bit of a douchebag, but he wasn't this big of a douchebag. Um, so I guess Holly is leaving me to go through Devastator. Ugh. Okay, I'm going to go through this from memory because I don't have the book with me because it's evil and I don't want to leave it on my laptop or my iPad or my phone because I don't want evil on my phone. Uh, so... Batman and Superman face off, and Batman's going through all this junk in his head that makes absolutely no sense. Like, if you read this, you will think you are reading the diary of a madman. Um, okay, hold on. So he's talking about... I wasn't going to make you okay. go through it. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I just had to pay the guys because they did their work. Okay. Um, okay. The... Um, so we don't know what Earth it is. And so Mm-mm. Batman kills Superman, as he always Ugh. does, for people who really don't appreciate Superman. You know, Frank Miller, yeah. Jim Lee, and now Scott Snyder. Uh, Frank Miller zombies. That's what I'm calling them now. Well, that, yeah. Zombies. Yeah, virus or something. Mm. Um, so he kills Superman because we're told... He's become evil to the point where he's killed his wife, Lois Lane. So apparently yes. on this earth, that we're not sure which one it is, he's killed his wife, Lois Lane, according to mm-hmm. this Batman. This crazy-ass evil Batman. So I'm, right. I'm not trusting his word. So, right. So he, and as we all know, in any Frank Miller minion story, Superman has to be uh, may it be made the bad guy for Batman to look good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because that's how the world works. The only way you can look good is if you put somebody else down and walk across their back to get ahead. Literally, they yeah. walk across Superman's back. Hmm. Yeah. In most panels. So hmm. we're not told why Batman thought he killed his wife. Is it injustice? Uh, I mean, even in injustice, right? It was never Superman's fault. He was no, yeah. It was Batman's know. fault because he never took care of the Joker and he never took care of Scarecrow. True that, yeah. And he never inoculated Superman against the. Yeah. I mean, I asked Tom Taylor this the first time I read Injustice. I was like. So Batman has an inoculation for the Joker virus and um, the scarecrow, fear gas, fear fear gas, right? And but he hasn't given it to his best friend, who's he's going to be the godfather of their child. Yeah. What, what kind of ass is that? You know. So, and I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're not sure what Earth this is, but Batman's saying, oh, Superman was so evil, he killed his wife. Okay, what were the circumstances? Is Batman yeah. got problems that we don't know about, and he turned on Superman? You know, because if Lois died, Sue's never quite the same, right? He's always like, oh, exactly. my Lois. Yeah. And so he basically, yeah. you know, basically does what he does in all Frank Miller minion stories. He gets kryptonite. At least he did it this, you know, his stuff this time. But it's using the Batman versus Superman motif. And so, yeah. mm. so he kills Superman, right? And yes. So- well, no. He he. Well, he before he he does that, right? He takes the Doomsday virus. Oh, so that right. he can kill, so that he has enough power. That's a quote I remember. He yeah. has enough power to take down Superman's evil. And I'm thinking, the the f is going on in this comic, right? Because and so Batman uh, is of his own right mind because he decides to take the Doomsday virus. Mm, yeah, I want to know the the real story. I want to know the story from Superman's perspective, not Batman. Stupid Joker guy thing, Joker Bat guy. Yeah, gnarly teeth. So you know yes. he's hanging it's, with all the good folks, right? You know we could trust yes. what this guy's telling us. In the dark universe, I've noticed every single Batman takes on some sort of like uh, demon. Yeah. Demon form, right? right? Like he lets something possess him, right? And so in in the one with the Joker, he says, "Oh, I need to take the Joker." Listen to this logic: I need to take the Joker virus so I can better understand criminals. And then he goes and gives the Joker virus to all his robins, and he makes them dogs. This from like glorified dogs. Okay, who who doesn't? But he just believes in a moral good and bad, but not the, any religion. So he's using basically satanic stuff. It's like he belongs to a cult. Yeah, it's like he belongs to a cult. The devil don't exist. Hello, you people are going. The be devil so, is out there. He's out there. I mean. There are books that haven't been printed for a hundred years or are coming out now that have all the demons and all that kind of stuff from Babylon and because they've kept a lot of this stuff out of the away from us for a hundred years. They're like, oh, the devil doesn't exist. Oh, this, you know, blah blah blah. You know, and they made, you know, Christ a weaky. You know, he's weakling. You know, he just. It's just about petting lambs and talking to children and, you know, and stuff. No. If okay. You, if okay. You actually, if you actually read the Bible, it is about this humongous spiritual war. Mm, yeah. And it's just amazing. It, I mean, it's better than anything Scott Snyder could come up with. But. Oh, you know what I have, I have realized is that all ancient religions is all about at the core, good versus evil, and it's about this enormous spiritual fight that they are preparing us for. Yep. That, that's what you get when you read a religious book, is that they're telling you, look out for, for the evil in the world, because it's there, and 
you don't want to get sucked in. So in this book, mm. this fat man who took the doomsday virus goes to mm-hmm. Earth Zero. So after convergence, Clark, Lois, and John are now on Earth Zero, which we used to call Earth yes. Loser. We, yes, we used to because call it Earth Loser, so they got a bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he his you know so that Superman Earth Zero Superman is currently being the battery for the Dark Universe because apparently Dark Universe can't come to their own damn energy to run anything. Mm, yeah. And so probably because they're all running on demon. So yeah. yeah. And is and and if you know anything about demons or Lucifer or the devil, he's a counterfeit. He can't create yep. anything. He cannot create exactly. Anything. He yeah. imitates. He mocks. He uh, makes counterfeit, but he can't create mm. an original. Mm. No genuine originality yeah. right. like. Like someone else we know. <laughs> right. So he kind of mocked Superman for five years. Yeah. yeah. So Doomsday Batsy Nutboy goes to Earth Zero, and he's going to get rid of Lois Lane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't say that. He says, "I'm going to." Save Lois. Yeah, he's going to save Lois because here was Earth Zero Superman's crime. He gave people hope. Uh, yes, I, I remember this line. He inspired them to believe in themselves. Yeah. He gave them hope. The most evil thing a person can do. And I'm like, what? And here's the other <laughs> thing. He said he made people dependent on him that he would come and save the day. No, 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 no. That's not what Superman's about. This is what Frank Miller, Jim Lee, and apparently Scott Snyder believe of Superman. He, Superman inspires us to be our own super person. To look mm-hmm. at the ordinary and find the extraordinary within ourselves. Like he is. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what Clark Kent's about. Yeah. Clark Kent's ordinary. Superman's extraordinary. They're one in the same. You can find the extraordinary within your ordinary self, okay? And that's what the Superman story is about. Yep. And Scott Snyder, you know, and he's about hope and faith, okay? So mm-hmm. apparently Scott Snyder doesn't believe in faith even. He just believes in evil, oh. evil, evil, yeah. evil all the time. And I'm like, you can't mm-hmm. do this to people. You cannot do that, you, especially people who are susceptible to, I mean, you, the havoc that he can bring into people's minds, in their spirits, in their life with this garbage is an atrocity. Mm. And, yeah. so, and the only, you know, the only character that, you know, you could depend on to get us out of this mess he is basically killing. But, so, and so who is Superman's hope? It's Lois. So he goes mm. to Earth Zero, and it makes Lois a rock troll. Yeah, he infects Lois with the Doomsday virus. And he's going to spread all I said, over Earth Zero, too, you know? Yeah, and I said, this 
is, to me, the biggest betrayal, the biggest stab in the back I've ever experienced in comics. The New 52 formats doesn't even come close. So. Because what you have essentially done in this one comic, drawn by now my enemy number one, Tony Daniel, um, which, which just made it even worse, right? Um, it is, is you have Superman's hope, Superman's heart, Superman's soul, the one person on Earth with the um, exception to maybe John now, right? Right. That he loves the most. The one person who always believed in Superman first. You have now taken that person and made her his doomsday. The one person who killed Superman, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, this is the biggest slap in the face I have ever received from somebody who I respected to have loved and understood and stood by Superman fans and Lois Lane fans. And he knows we exist because we were the ones buying his damn book when it came out, right? Because he tweeted all those close pictures to Clovis Lover. He knows what the hell we we wanted from that book. Okay, and he knows that we exist. We have moaned and groaned and cried to him about the New 52, and we begged, please don't put Diana in a romantic relationship with him. We told him, we have lost our hero. Your book, Unchained, is the last hope. And for him to know that we exist, and we are basically buying rebirth, Right, because rebirth is for us to bring us back into comics. He goes and does this. I'm sorry. I told him that I've lost respect for him, but he's basically on my list now, along with Jim Lee and Frank Miller, because that's how bad he is for doing this. Because I know people say, "Oh, Scott Snyder didn't write this book." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Go back to the the press release." that they did, him and Greg Capullo and Jim Lee, um, when they came out with Metal, they said, Scott Snyder was giving a script to each of the writers. And he said that the script outlined each and every character's story, what was happening in that dark universe Earth, right? And all they basically had to do was basically fill in dialogue. So, this is essentially Scott Snyder's grand idea for a Batman infected with the Doomsday Virus. That he infects Lois Lane. Well, yeah. So, he infects Lois before she becomes completely a rock troll. She, She tells John about the safe room that they've built. Mm. Even Clark himself cannot break into it. Okay. She yeah. shoves John in there, and he notices that she's changing. Oh, yes. and here's the other thing. Batman doesn't go to Lois as Batman. He goes to her as Bruce at the Daily Planet mm. and grabs her yeah. hand, and that's how he infects her. He, I mean, it's not like, you know, 
he completely, like a Satanist, like a complete liar, grabs her hand and turns her into a rock troll because he's trying to save her from Superman. Okay, one, he killed her, a Superman uh, in Earth whatever, seven, whatever the hell Earth it was. And now in Earth Zero, she's already lost her Superman that she doesn't know that he's gone because he's a battery in the dark universe. Because, you know, uh. And so <laughs> he's going to save her by turning her into a rock troll and realizing that Superman is evil for inspiring people and giving them hope. That's just horrible. And so she gets her son. She puts him in the safe house that her and Clark you know, had built, in, and Clark can't even get into it. John's like, Mom, where are you going? And she says, just stay in here, and we'll get you out if we can. You know, we'll, we'll come back for you, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. so we do have something to hope for, because John is a product of Clark and Lois. Mm. Clark is still alive. I don't know how Lois will not be a rock troll. Right? So yeah, yeah. he's giving us absolutely no hope whatsoever. And to me, mm. this is this is the most insanely evil thing ever for anyone who reads a comic mm. book and has this put in their brain. Yeah. And you know what's the sad thing is? is I'm seeing all these comments. I stopped following Scott Snyder because I just, enough is enough for me. And um, I, the, the, the thing that led on the unfollowing was I saw all these people tweeting him. Metal is so cool. Yeah, rock on. Wah. You know, all those sorts of things. And I'm like, you people are basically zombies. You have no free will to think for yourself. You're basically encouraging him to write evil, and I'm not. I can't have this anywhere in within my um, zone of my life. You know, it's just too negative for me. It's like dark. You know, there's no light, and the the, the one light that we have, which is clock, they're draining it. So yeah. So the last page, it kind of, I'm not sure what that thing is. At first I thought maybe it was Dr. Manhattan's hand, but no, it's not that. It says, Bruce is talking. Because at the end, I hope you understand the truth, Clark. Okay, first of all, you don't believe in hope, so how can you use that word? This was always cracking up about <laughs> atheists. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any religion. But I will say Jesus Christ and God damn it all I want. <laughs> Duh. True. He says, I hope that somehow you can hear my voice from your prison in the heart of the dark multiverse. Okay, so he does know that Clark is in the dark multiverse, right? So he's saving Lois mm-hmm. by turning her into a rock troll. How? Oh, because he believes all Supermen are evil. Yeah, but he's not around. He knows where her Superman is. Mm-hmm. So how turning her into a rock troll... It doesn't make sense, and it's not logical. Of course, Snyder's Batman's always been dummy detective anyway. So he says, "Yeah, he's been more brawler than brain." Yeah. So mm-hmm. then again, Batman says, "I hope 
Seriously? You can feel my hate because you did this like you did on my world, like you do on every world. You made them believe. You yeah. You thinking that you would always be there for them, to save them, to lift them up, to make them better. And that belief is exactly what will drag your entire world to devastation. Now, excuse me. Uh, no, it's because you're turning everybody into rock trolls. Yeah, maybe if you weren't infecting everybody with the doomsday virus, we'd have a little hope, eh? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, this does not make sense. To me, in a summary, character summarization, this Batman, something happened on his earth. I'm not trusting his word right. because... He's a nut, right? He's a nut job. He is completely batshit crazy, right? He's batshit crazy in the real sense. We complain about Frank Miller's Batman. This dude, I think he's worse. Um, Yeah, so he... Something happened on his world. He kills his Superman by infecting himself with the Doomsday virus, essentially becoming Doomsday. And thus, killing Superman. So now, uh, all the the dark multiverse Batman, who are all infected, as I've explained before, Mm -hmm. with the different thing, come together and want to break into our universe. Why, I don't know. Yeah, why? Why why are you so damn special? You might not like it yet. It's very bright and hopeful. Um. So they come to our, they want to come to our universe. And so this, what's his name? The Duke of Hell. Yeah. Um, he helps them and breaks open a portal for certain amounts of them with the aid of Batman from our Earth because he sacrificed baby Darkseid and his blood and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And he opened the portal. Um, and so these Batman have come and okay. and uh, no, no, I was just talking to my mom. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, so this Batman believes that because Superman has inspired people to betterness, to hope, to be good people, yeah, he has he has infected the world with evil. And hold on with me. Let's try and let's try and follow this. Which doesn't make and sense. And so, which does not make sense, right? And so, thus, Batman, the evil Doomsday Batman, is going to save the world by infecting every human on Earth with the Doomsday virus, so that we are all, yeah, so that we are all saved. From Superman. Uh, but we're what? all trolls and we're all under his authority. Yeah, it's like, I hope this is the, the doomsday virus from the New 52, because then at least it is dependent upon the will of a person. Like yeah. you can fight it off. Right. And so if that's true, then, then Lois, the most powerful willed person, will be able to fight it off. And hopefully go to clock and and be like, dude, 
you know, those guys running around infecting everybody, making him doomsday. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, you know. So you, you it doesn't. Batman is just nuts. And I'm not taking his word that his Superman was evil and killed Lois Lois. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah, fake news. Fake news. Don't come at me with fake news and then, well, he's got to die because he gave everybody hope. Made them think they could be better. So I'm going to turn him into a rock troll so they'll all obey me. So basically it's it's, um, freedom versus communism or socialism. It is. Yes, it's like mind control. Yeah. 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 You won't have and your then, own thoughts uh, anymore. Yeah. You will be my slave, my subject, my yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I I completely flipped when I saw a... I don't know, I'm going to call out this account because you all should not follow this account. Uh, it's called Talking Superman, right? What? Basically, they talk of... Talking Superman, right? So oh, they talk talking. about Superman. Okay. Yeah. Talking, yes. T A L K wait what T A L K I N G Superman. Um and so basically somebody asked them, I don't like Devastator. What do you think? You know, because everybody on the internet doesn't have their own opinion. They have to know what other people are thinking. Um and so they said, Oh well it's an interesting take on super I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, what? How are you a Superman fan and you enjoyed this? Makes no sense. But are they a Superman fan? Well, they run a Superman account. They've been to Metropolis in uh, Illinois, I think it is. And um, they've been to the Superman memorial. They've, they've, they have a Superman comics and stuff so I think they're a Superman fan I'm not too sure they don't talk about interesting take other than you know he's dead on one earth and he's being used as a battery on another oh yeah that's an interesting take Mm, yeah and they don't talk much about Lois Lane so Uh Mm. yeah but I did like uh, the one Superman roleplay account (laughs) went out like no this is horrible. No, no, no. Don't read this. This is a stupid Superman comic. Gosh. In other words, basically, this, this, I mean, oh, so, okay, so you you take the world and you turn everybody into rock trolls, and then what? Yeah. That, you know, that that's what, uh, and, and what to make it worse is now that we know Lois is infected and, and John is in peril, when Superman had the chance to go to his family, no, Scott Snyder had him written with the lasso tied around his and Diana's hand. And I'm like, seriously, Scott? Et tu, Brute? Et tu? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so he doesn't believe in anything, obviously. That's kind of obvious from the, the comic. Oh, but, okay. He, he's against hope. He's mad at Superman for giving people hope, but yet he uses it in two sentences in the last page. <laughs> uses it more times than that. Go read how many times he says, I hope, Clark. I hope, I hope. 
Can't use the word if you don't believe in it. Sorry. Yep. He doesn't know the meaning of hope. Yeah. It's it's just crap. It's just trash. And mm-hmm. the whole evil aspect of it is devastating. Mm. Okay. And to, you know, introduce these demonic characters that actually are, have existed, if they don't exist now. You know, when you play with fire, expect to be burned. Hello? Yep. Yeah. You know. So, anyway. Ah. That was No, I'm not reading metal. No. Because, according to all the Superman writers, um, they didn't know what metal was going to be about, right? Right. And so when they asked um, Dan and the editors and respective people, you know, are we supposed to, like, include this or whatever, Dan DiDio said, no, you skip and you're one month ahead of metal. So all the comics we're reading now is, like, one month ahead of metal. And it's it's more evident when you read uh, Wonder Woman because she's dealing with the baby dark side who's now 10 years old. Right. And so I'm skipping metal. I'm just ignoring it. It is the remnants of the New 52. And oh, yeah. I'm leaving it. And I'm leaving it. Yeah. And I'm leaving it behind. Right. Um. Now I know why Grant Morrison was being brought into the whole frame because he's right. uh, because they obviously like Scott Snyder's gone overboard. Um, before yeah. this turns into American Horror Story, let us you know bring Morrison in to help guide him. Here's the thing: Scott Snyder, like Lucifer, can only destroy. True. You can't destroy every Superman on every planet. It doesn't make Batman better. It destroys Batman mm. as well. So that's why they're calling in Grant, because if anybody can pull them out of this crap, it's Grant Morrison. Grant has a good mm-hmm. balance of good and evil. Okay? Yes. So even Alan Moore who's a quote-unquote warlock, Grant mm-hmm. dabbled in quote-unquote magic as well. But I, he brings in a lot of science, too. But the thing about it is, both of them, they know the difference between good and evil. You don't see... Yeah. You didn't see Alan Moore write a story like The Dark Knight. Right? No, no. You, I mean, his story that he wrote that was the darkest was the killing joke. Right. And that wasn't so much um, evil as more sexist because of what they did to Barbara. Right. Uh, And I'm not saying what being sexist is not evil because what they did to her was pure evil, but it's not this demonic sort of, blood sacrificing, yeah. calling something from a different realm into your world. Right. Hers was, she was, it's a real world evil. Right. And I sort of admire it for them tackling the issue 
and bringing it into light because that is what is happening to women, right? Right. Um, instead of just walking over eggshells and saying, oh, no, rape doesn't happen, right? Uh, so it's, you know, she's humiliated, she's sexually abused and physically abused because she's shot. Um, the Joker doctored the, the bullet so that it wouldn't kill her, it would injure her. And this drives, you know, and then the sexist part comes in where that's what motivates Batman to go and, and you know, stop the Joker. Um, whereas he, you didn't need to do that to Barbara Gordon, right? And, but anyway, and then the, the other thing that Alan Moore wrote is Watchmen. Watchmen is not evil. Watchmen is a quote-unquote, um, it is a, telling the world this is what we're heading for. We are heading for where we will believe fake news. Because Watchmen, I was watching it and uh, and I was reading it because, you know, we have to know what happens in Watchmen for Doomsday Clock. And it really is all to do with fake news. Right. It is how the media is now becoming this... Um, you know, controlling factor, and people aren't researching. People just want to believe the blurb, right? The headline, and not the content. Yeah, the soundbite. Exactly, the soundbite, right? And that's you know, and and he's and the the commentary in Watchmen is the rich are getting richer, they're getting greedier, they're getting um, you know, more money hungry. Media is becoming this this giant war horse that we cannot stop and you know it literally they literally frame dr manhattan who is supposedly supposed to be superman right um in this commentary and they 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 believe the lex luthor of the time right who is ozymandias right and none of the other superheroes can do anything because the whole world believes him. And right. so that is Alan Moore's Watchmen. It's not evil. It's it's not even dark. It's realistic. Well, and it's realistic and the, evil in the sense that people yeah. do evil things. But it's not exactly. demonic yeah. evil, which is what Snyder no. is doing. Yeah. Introducing people yes. to demons? No. You don't do that. I'm sorry. And here, here's here's... The bad thing. Mm-hmm. Superman was created by Jewish men. Yes. Okay. They knew about good and they knew about evil. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they created a character that would inspire people to aspire. Okay. It's a messianic um, figure, right? You know, he has the story yeah. of Moses. Yeah. He comes on the ark through the river of space another place yeah right um he's samson and he's, and he's and he's taken by a kindly couple right which is the same story as moses well a, a kindly, kindly different pharaoh well yeah but but i mean they took him in yeah <laughs> and right. and then you have the yeah. samson aspect of his great strength and everything um and the spit call and the well, hair yeah yeah the hair is important and it's very important you know yeah. Superman became about preserving life, the sanctity of life. 
Okay. Right now, Scott Snyder has Batman not giving a rat butt about life. He just wants to destroy it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's a sacrilege. It is a sacrilege. I'm calling him out on it. Because if if you're a good person and you do nothing, then you contribute to the evil. You know? Yeah, it is. So, and after I got done reading Devastator, I said, well, we're in it. It'll be the time when men call good evil and evil good. That's what all that book was about. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wake up, people. I mean, yeah, we have a similar thing as well in, in my religion where we say that there's a time that's going to come where people will say things that are not true right? and people will believe them. Oh, yeah. And it's essentially like fake news, right? And, you know, we have the same saying, if the good people stand by and, and do nothing, then who's going to do anything, right? Because right. evil people are not going to do it. The e- you know, the people who are being brainwashed are going to not want to say anything because they have these fake masters who are who are controlling their minds. And so I called out Devastator. I said it's pure evil. Um, I, I People who weren't, didn't know what I was talking about. I said, listen, Bruce does a blood sacrifice. He sacrifices the baby. I don't care if it's dark side. Right. Right. He, he sacrifices this baby to open a portal for something evil to come through. And people yeah. are like, oh. Yeah. And if you don't educate people, if you don't tell people, you know, why you think something is evil, they won't know it. Right. It's like... Recently on Tumblr, there was this post about uh, why you don't like Superman and Wonder Woman together, <laughs> and everybody, yeah, and everybody pointed out everything except the one thing that always bugged me, which was it comes off as racist to me, yeah, which which really. troubles me, mm-hmm. yeah, and because, and I said it's it's not even about color. It's literally about human race versus a super race. Yep. And it it comes, and and the fact that Lois is shown as a person of color in the New 52 because her mother was of Hispanic descent, um, it comes off even more towards that racist sort of thing because one woman tells Clark, Leave Clark Kent behind. Leave that race behind. You don't need them. Your parents are dead. You don't need this identity anymore. And that's why I pointed out, same with the devastator. You have to tell people, why do you think it's evil? It's because it's full of cults, devil-worshipping Satanism. And it's, it's things I don't want in my life. Right. Simple as that, yeah. Well, and the thing about it is, okay, so if you, it, it's all about your, your moral goodness or badness. 
if mm. if someone is raised morally bad, how do they know goodness? True. Do they think yeah. it's weak? Oh, that's weak because we're much more powerful. But yeah, we need a Superman mm. to be our battery. Okay, but that's just it. You 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 have to base good and evil on something, right? Like. Do, like the Ten Commandments, okay? I mean, you know, it's a list of attitudes, you know. They're far de- deeper than those commandments. I mean, if you mm-hmm. really yeah. go down into it. And that's what good and evil is based on in the Judeo-Christian belief. And, if, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't even want to talk churches. But mm-hmm. if you read the Bible... And you get an understanding of what's actually going on in that book. Mm-hmm. You you know what good and evil is. I mean, exactly. And so Bruce, so Batman is good because he's telling everybody Superman is evil. Yeah. And yeah. yet Batman's doing all this evil crap. Yeah. You know, it's lying. It is. It's op- you know, and you know, Lucifer is the Prince of Lies. Hello. Yeah, I mean, every time I look at the solicits, it's like, oh, this isn't getting better. You know, it it keeps saying we're getting, we're going to get darker. We're going to get darker. How are our heroes going to recover from this? And I'm like, uh, if you man, I'm like, if you man, I'm not reading this crap. And I hope it the the sales that I have been watching have not been, I mean, yes, the original, like, hype, obviously those sales are way up. But, like, the digitals for, like, all the, because people don't like this now, that you got to go and buy 51 books to know the story. Right. And with Devastated, well, not with Metal, it's very much that you have to know all these these different evil Batman's backgrounds, right? Um, where is Superman? You know, some people don't know where he is. They're asking us, what happened to our Superman? And we're like, oh, no, he's being used as a giant battery, you know, up in space to let the dark universe in. So people don't like this this whole you have to buy 50 books to understand what's happening in the main story sort of thing. Thank you, Jeff Johns, 12 and done yeah. books. Thank it's you. Smart enough to realize that Doomsday Clock just needs to be Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't wish ill on someone, but I don't want this book to sell. No. Simple as that. Yeah. No. The less people that, that have this in their life and think that it's cool because it's drawn by top artists and it's written by top people. Um, yeah. And that, that was how it was originally sold as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was sold as, as where artists let themselves free. So I was like, oh, this is definitely a Jim Lee thing. Oh, yeah. 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 That's how I, that's how I knew it was first a Jim Lee thing because the, the caption was, uh, metal, we're going to rock your world with the story and the artists are going to be let free. And I'm like, what? Were they chained up somewhere? Yeah. Were they like in a prison somewhere? Here's the thing. 
Jim Lee created a quote unquote Superman without a moral core. Mm-hmm. What do you see in metal? No moral core. Yeah. There's, you don't know. Uh, I mean, we obviously know because we have a correct sort of moral core sense, right? We know right. good from evil. Right. But in the story that you're reading, there is no differentiation between good and evil. No. Evil, evil is good. Good is, is evil. It, right. It's flipped around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it, enough talking about that, devastate. I think that's the best caption for it. Don't invest in it. Don't read it. Don't because you don't want that shit in your life. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, when I read the first one, I went, "Holy crap!" Literally, "Holy crap!" Where is the yeah. holy and the holiness of any of this? There isn't. Yeah. So yeah. So if 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 they decide to save the heroes. Well, let me know. I'll read it on the upswing, maybe. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> it's like damned for me now. So. Oh yeah. They're not getting. My I'm money not reading it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'll give my money to to comics that have real heroes in it, like Batman and right. Superman, and where they they actually highlight female heroes uh, who don't traditionally have any powers. But uh, not, you know, that they, they can, they are capable, right? And resilient and resourceful. Yeah. Okay, so our third Batman book that we read this week was the good one. <gasps> so good. With Tom <laughs> King. Yes, Tom King. Well done, Tom King. Well done, Tom King. Oh my goodness, he released pages because he got such an overwhelming um, response to it. To a tweet, right? Uh, apparently, thirty-seven is a lucky number or his favorite number or something mm-hmm. for him, right? Right. Um, and so somebody asked him, "Well, since you'll be writing Batman thirty-seven, because I mean, looking from sales and looking from the way people respond to the story, he's going to be on for a long time." Mm-hmm. Um. What do you have planned for this book? And he just captioned, he sort of just said one line. He said, Bat, Cat, Lois Lane, and Superman. And people went nuts. They did. uh, His tweet, yeah, his tweet got something like 5,000 retweets, uh, 25,000 likes. I was like, whoa, (laughs) whoa. You know, like, damn, Tom King. Uh, but, you know, all with all due respect, yes, yes, Tom King, I will buy issue. I, mean, I put like a pre, I put a pre-order in the place now for like when 37 comes, you get me two copies. <laughs> Not really. um, and so he got such an overwhelming response from this. He released some art uh, by one of my favorite artists, Clayman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a split panel of you're in Gotham and Batman and Catwoman are sort of like on a building and Batman's doing, you know, the, the Batman on a gargoyle pose and uh, 
Catwoman's just sort of playing around him and she's doing like cat slips and things. And then we go to Metropolis and a very fine looking Lois Lane is sitting and she's on the phone and then you get the split screen of a very fine looking Superman busting and doing his, you know, Superman thing. And I was like, his tweet, that tweet got even more likes and more response. His caption was, Bat Cat the Reporter. And the, I think it was the farm boy. And the boy. farm boy. Yeah. I was like, yes. And the farm boy. Yeah. I complimented yeah. him on that because yeah. that truly is like, Clark the farm boy, you know. I was like, yes, yes, the farm boy, yes. And I told him, you know, I've been so happy with his, the way he's been exploring Bat Cat, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, it's been one of those things that have brought me back to Batman comics. I haven't been reading them for so long. And really, I it was very depressing. Um, and then I told him, I always sort of secretly wanted him to write clothes. And now I'm sort of getting that. And I just, I just said thank you because... I know seeing his bat cat, I know his clothes is going to be good. So, Yeah, I sent him one. I said, really liking your Batman. So tired of the dummy detective with the horror bent. <laughs> I think that says it all, doesn't it? I don't know if it got retweeted or not, but I said it anyway. Um, well, I, I know he liked my tweet and he retweeted it, so... There you go. I think he's also excited for to write clothes. So. And that would come out in late um, December. Because mm. we get two a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. 34, 35 for November, 36 or 7 for December. Yeah, yeah. And he said it's going to be um, a four-part story, five-part story. Mm-hmm. Mm. This one's good. So, what I mean is, it's going to be multiple, so that's good. Oh yeah, it's, I don't, it's not going to be one. Everybody's like, "Are you going to write a Batman, Catwoman, Clovis comic?" I'm like, I, "Dude, he just said, let's not go crazy now." <laughs> yeah, some people were jumping the gun. They're like, "Is it the wedding?" <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It just got engaged. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and they have but to take soon. care of take care of Talia first. Mm. Which is our I like gonna... about this story, the yeah. rules of engagement. Is there's always been the Talia question. Yes. Yes. But has, for me especially, I mean there's been like well he did have a kid with somebody else. <laughs> well how are we going to address that? <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So let's do, and, and besides Bat Cat, and i tell you, we get Damien and Dick. Woo! Yes, I love Dick and Damien. Because Grant Morrison, again, we come back to that name. He wrote Batman and Robin with Dick Grayson and Damien Wayne after Batman dies, quote-unquote, and it is 
if you want proper family and and if you want something to fill your heart with warmth, go and read that. I would suggest go to and for me to say go and read something with Damien Wayne. Like, come on. <laughs> okay. So do you want to read this one? Okay, let me just drink some water because it's very hot. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> so You're not just talking we get, about the weather. Um, she's not just talking about the weather though. It is sweltering here. Um so cat starts up and she says, That's a lot. And Beth's like, I've seen more. She's like, I didn't say I haven't seen more. I'm just saying that's a lot. And uh-huh. then they're back to back. <laughs> they're back to back. And the, the panels are going back and forth between them, right? It says, I wasn't trying to say. It says, I know what you were trying to say. It says, look, you're right. It's a lot. I love how Batman just can't say something. I'll just, like, you know. I'll just fall in line. I love this. This is hush, Batman. Thank you. <laughs> so then she says, she's looking all smug, and she says, now you're just making fun of me. She says, cat, I may be wearing a leather bat costume, but do you, but do I look crazy enough to make fun of you? <laughs> she says, I don't know, bat. Do I look dumb enough to not know what a lot is? Then we get to... Thing. <laughs> there you get two splash pages. Of one is Batman's uh, POV, and he's surrounded by um, League of Assassin sword carrying people. Yep. And he says, "No, you look lovely." <laughs> he says that a lot. He does. He's trying to make nice, nice. <laughs> and then we get a splash page of uh, Catwoman's point of view, and she, she's like. Uh, rounding her whoop and she's getting into position and she says, sure, you say that now. <laughs> and so then we see they're surrounded. Yeah, and then so then we see um, they're surrounded by League of Assassin people and she says, wait till I've got their blood all over me. And it says, <laughs> rules of engagement, part two. And then we go to Talia. And she says, that woman. And somebody says, Selena Kyle, the Catwoman. And so she's holding her sword and she says, they are together. Ooh, somebody jealous. Yeah, baby. And Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the henchman says, yes, they are to be married. And she News gets around, apparently. Uh, I'm like wondering, how did the henchmen know? Did they put it in like the Gotham Times? Bad cats to be married. Or the, or the desert times, wherever the hell they are. Wherever. They're in Kaldak, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway. And so she cuts her hand and she says, oh, question mark. The poor thing. Yeah, I'm sure, Talia, that's what you're thinking. The poor thing. Which is the poor thing? Yeah. She's probably thinking the Catwoman, 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 the poor thing, because she's talking about her. Um, So then she says, tell the men it is fine. They may do as they do. Henchman says, yes, mistress. And so then we get these action panels of Batman saying, they're not using guns. Why? Cat, 
how would I know? Aren't you the world's greatest detective? I love this. Crap. Yeah, I, I love this. She just snaps at him. She's just like, like how would I know? They want us alive to take us somewhere. And she says, if that were true, they could just, I don't know, ask. And he says, hard for them to ask. The bounce of their jaws on my knuckles, it's off. They don't have tongues. And then she's like, well, that's fairly decent detectiving. I don't know if it's the greatest. <laughs> and he says, these are the silent soldiers of the pit. This is her. And she says, the ex. And he says, cat. <laughs> and she says, and she says, yeah, definitely the ex. Oh, and while they're doing this, they're fighting people, by the way. The um, Oh. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely the ex. Definitely the ex. Okay. Taking it out on henchmen. <laughs> and so then he says, Yeah, and, she, and he says, she's not not just someone I want. Talia al Ghul is the most dangerous woman alive. And then Catwoman gets really angry because she starts elbowing people. She says, the most dangerous woman alive, really? And he's like, that's not what I was. You're not a danger. <laughs> not to me. <laughs> I love how, excuse the pun, but cat got your tongue. <laughs> well, I love how he, he almost goes to try to explain his relationship with Taya. And he's like, the most dangerous, dangerous woman alive. Okay. <laughs> and she, she's like, Really? Like I'm not dangerous. Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, rambling, rambling. (laughs) And so then she's doing her cat thing. You know, she's strangling people, and he's like, and she says, "Well, let's see how the thing with the ex goes." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's see that part. And she's, and then Batman says, "It'll be fine." And she says, "So far, she sent an army of tongueless soldiers after us." How fine is that? And he says, I, have I mentioned yet how lovely you look? <laughs> <laughs> That's his safe line. Yeah, he's like, have I mentioned how lovely you look? She's like beating the shit out of all these guys. And then I love this line. She's, while she's strangling somebody, she says, oh, Beth, you are in so much trouble. It's so good. It's like, oh my gosh, you are in so much trouble. If you have to use the safe line, you're in trouble. Yep. And then ooh, we get a surprise. Big half a splash page. Yeah. Big half a splash page of a very nice looking Superman. Um, Very decent cape point as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so then Superman's got his one eyebrow raised and the other one crooked down and he's like, no. <laughs> so Damien, Damien, I love you, Damien. Everyone fights you with kryptonite. I do magic. I draw a circle on the ground. Then a pointy star. Chat with the demon. Blah, blah, blah. My soul. Blah, blah, blah. Pesto, change Abracadabra. You're dead. No, Damien. Don't sell your soul to no, demon. Of course. Don't. And so then... Uh, a very good-looking dick comes along, and he says, Damien, <laughs> he's got his hand on his shoulder. 
And so then Clark lands because he was like sort of hovering in the air so he can get some cape on. Oh, yeah. It says Pal. Pal. I love. Thank you, Clark. Thank you. Pal. I believe you could use the magic. But think if you kill me or try to kill me, I'm not sure John's going to want to go adventuring with you anymore. Hmm? You killed my dad. <laughs> Come on, get real. And Dame is like. <laughs> so Clark's on his one knee and he says, Honestly, I can't let you in. I'm sorry, I'd like to. We have a deal with the UN. No one in or out. We have to honor it. Why your father would... And then he crooks his neck and he's like, there's an alien invasion in Central City. Gotta go. <laughs> Whoosh. He's watching Yeah, one second, Clark is like, listen, we've got a deal with the... U- oh, there's alien invasion. Bye, I've got to go. <laughs> And so then Damien says, perhaps, and Dick says, he can still see you from Central City. <laughs> and then Damien looks down and says, I know. I know. Whoa. And he does the most, I think this is so good for the character. He's finally acting like a child. Right. Um, he says, mother and father are talking inside. When they are done, they will exit and explain themselves. So he sits down and he pouts and he's got his knees up to his chest and he's got his arms wrapped around him. He says, I will, I will wait. And so Dick turns around and sits down next beside him and he says, and I'll wait with you. And so there's one just silent panel of them just looking out to the horizon. And then Damien says, thank you, Richard, for coming with me, for coming when the others would not, and for this. And Dick says, you and me, kiddo, from the beginning and all the way to the end. Yeah, because Damien really needs I might somebody. have cried. Yeah, I Damien might have cried. should not be alone at a time like this. His mother and father do not talk ever. So, and no, plus, he uh, just got the news that his father's engaged. And so yeah. for him, this is just mean any time, especially a kid that comes from a broken home, and basically it even comes from a broken home, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. These are big deals. And it's to have yeah. his mother come back into his life because his father is going to talk to her with his fiance. Mm. Needless to say, it's Batman and Catwoman and Ty. I mean, you know, that's, and then it just ups the stakes. And then yeah. he needs somebody. Right now. Yes. Yes. And Dick what is that person. I am, yeah. Yeah. What I am loving about this is that finally we have some heart and soul and actual humanity in this comic. Yep. These are real life people, right? Bat and cat they they're going through something with the ex, so they're they're bickering about it, right? It just so happens that Batman and Catwoman are bickering while fighting League of Assassins people because they're Batman and Catwoman. And they can't. Talia, you even... Yeah, and, and they can't. And you, Talia, you even see humanity. You see her jealousy, right? Where she's like, oh, Batman's moving on from me because she's kind of obsessed with him, right? Um, Damien is explaining his, his backstory to Mia on Twitter and... Yeah. 
basically, Talia drugs Batman. He doesn't know that he sleeps with her. When she does get pregnant with Damien, the child is taken out of her womb and put into an artificial controlled womb to make sure that he grows properly. Um, and then he grows up with Raz and Talia. Right. Raz al Ghul does not give any love to any of his daughters. Right. Talia does not know what love really is, so she can't love her own child. Um, And in the ending touch, when he does eventually find his father, his father rejects him because he's like, I don't remember speaking with mother, you know, that one time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I I remember in the desert. I remember in the desert. I don't remember the other time. (laughs) And so his father rejects him. The only person who accepts him is Dick and Alfred. Yeah. Right? And Dick is a little bit apprehensive at first because he's technically only been the only adopted son of Batman. The only son of Batman has been Dick for all this time. Right. And and so you see a little bit of his, because Dick can be childish, his childish nature coming through, and he's jealous, right? Oh, yeah. That's like, you know, when you try to put two families together. Exactly. And so Alfred is the only person that accepts him. And Alfred tells him that if you you are the master of your own destiny, if right. you don't want to stay with your mother, you yeah. don't have to. Right. You have a home here. And when he chooses his father, his father originally is like, well, the DNA test proves that you are my son, but you grew up with the League of Assassins, so I don't know if you really can be my son, you know? Well, yeah. And, yeah, and Talia's like oh, so you want to stay with your father? Well, you were created with the sole purpose of being an heir for Ra's al Ghul. Right. So if you abandon that purpose, then you have, you're worthless. She tells him he's worthless. Right. And she leaves. And I'm like, he's 10 years old. How can you people say that, you know? Because they're evil people. Evil people. And many of them in comic right now. Yeah. And so he has he has a tough background, you know, and that's why he's got such that tough exterior where he acts superior and that sort of thing. Because he's hiding his, himself so that he doesn't get hurt. That's the whole thing about Damon, is, is that he is hiding his true soft self, that he is a child. And I'm glad now that he has Dick and he has John because he can open up with them. So, yeah. I just had to explain that, because the scene with Dick and, and Damien is heart and soul to this, to this comic. So, yeah. So, then we get to Catwoman just basically lying on the ground. Batman bleeding and pulling out a knife, and he's huffing and puffing and getting close to her. And he's like, I was wrong. And she's like, <sighs> I know. Most dangerous woman alive, please. <laughs> and so then Batman pulls out the knife that somebody stabbed him with. And he's like, they're not here to take us. They're here to tire us. And so they've basically beaten up all the the soldiers, foot soldiers. And then we see somebody say, detectives. 
And he says, Talia. And she says, do you have a sword? And we get a close-up of Selena basically going, hmm. <laughs> and Batman says, no. And she says, well then, get one. And she's basically posing. Hmm. And Selena says, the ex? <laughs> and Batman says, Talia, I'm not here to fight. And she says, get one. And Selena holds her head in her hand. She says, yeah, definitely the ex. <laughs> and Batman says, Talia, please. And she says, fine. And Batman says, we're here for a woman, Holly Robinson. She killed 237 people. Catwoman took the blame. She fled from Gotham. We tracked her here to you. And while while he's saying all this, they're fighting. Um, and so she yeah, brings the two, two swords, swords down. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, she, she's got two swords, two dangerous swords, by the way. These are uh, Indian filling. Indian. These aren't samurai swords. These are Indian filling swords. They meant to kick, cut people. They're not samatar. Um, no, no, they're they're very um, Middle Eastern, I would okay. say. Yeah. Well, scimitars are too. Oh, they are, yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> whatever. They're, they're swords. The they're sharp nasty swords. swords. Yeah, and she got two. Um, and so he blocks her two-sword attack, and he says, let us see her, talk to her, and we'll leave. And Talia says, yes, this is what you do. And she flips him over and says, no. And then she stabs him, and he says, and she says, you leave. And he's going, and so Selena comes to him, she says, bat. And then Talia asks, do you have a sword? And Selena says, are you insane? And Talia says, do you have a sword? And Selena says, no. And then she says, get one. So Selena stands up and she says, okay. And she grabs the sword from Batman's back. She pulls it out. She goes, ah. and She says, got one. I love this panel, by the way. And she says, good. Then shall we? Meow. I am personally on Team Selena in this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Because she's lovely. She's so lovely. <laughs> Have I mentioned how lovely she is? Oh, just wait till I get the blood on me. Oh, you're so be lovely. You're so lovely. <laughs> this is, if I haven't mentioned it for Hush Batman, who's completely and utterly in love with Selena. <laughs> and I love the way they yeah. do her eyes. Selena's eyes are very distinctive. Yes. I they forgot the green eyes for a long time. Yeah. Like they did with Lois Lane, they forgot that she had purple eyes. Right. And I see that they're bringing that back. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Catwoman. Uh my hair basically looks like that because I cut it all off. Ah. Yeah. Cuz it's summer here. And I'm very hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. 
Everybody go out and get Batman 34. Yes. Yes. Go and buy Batman. Go tell your friends to buy Batman. Go tell everybody that likes Batman and Catwoman together to go buy Batman. And people, come on. I saw some people saying, ooh, Batman and Talia Endgame. And I'm like, where'd these fomances come from? <laughs> okay? There's three fomances out there. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman and Talia, or Batman and anybody other than Catwoman, and um, Starfire and Dick Grayson. Yeah. I cannot stand those I, those three ships. I cannot stand. Oh, and Patty Spivitt and Barry. Patty Spivitt, Jessica, and Barry. That. No, well, it's Barry and anybody, them. but, yeah, anybody, you got to have look, Iris, not any. If it's not Iris, if yeah. it's not Iris, it's not right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. We'll move on to Superman. Imperious Lex, issue number 34, which is also issue 800. Yes. And I was very surprised by this. I was oh. like, holy crap, we got a... Lois Lane solo cover. Yep. For Superman number 800. I did thank both the writers for that. And I said, whoever came up with this and who, you know, they elongated the story by just two um, because they added in the the Lois Lane Deathstroke story, which wasn't solicited at all. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoever changed it around that we got a Lois Lane 800 cover. Thank you. Yep. Because I ain't buying that Tony Daniel one. Yes. No. Um, yes. It's just Superman breaking kryptonite chains again. Big deal. Mm. Oh, but the Big lowest deal. cover is unique in that uh, she is on Apocalypse and she's looking like a fury and she's got like the Superman shield but it says LL and she's wearing purple and the Superman... Title is purple and yellow, and what else she got on? She got her pants are reminiscent of Big Barda's. It is. I caught that immediately. I was like, she's wearing Big Barda's outfit. Cool. <laughs> she has several forms of weaponry uh, on her. Uh, plus, she's got mm-hmm. you know her arms are wrapped. She's got the the gnarly. Um, Gloves with the spikes, and she's got a spear. She's got um, a gun and chain. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's Not a, a, like a crossbow. It's a it's okay. a crossbow. Yeah. yeah, it's an apocalyptic crossbow. That's kind of a cool weapon. And yeah. I'm not sure what the stuff on her shoulder is. Whether I think it's just um, like foot, like you know, the American football players wear the padding. Thing. Yeah, but she's got like nuclear things. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, that is um, the the power source from Apocalypse. And, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's all connected to the yeah, that's all connected to the mother box. If you notice, Big Bada when she wears those, hers lights up as well. Oh, okay. So that's like her suit is powered. So it, uh, I think it creates like a, a shield, a semi force force field so you, right. you know when you punch and stuff it doesn't she doesn't get hurt and things um and it and it helps them connect with the mother box okay yeah so and she has a necklace i'm not sure what it's the necklace of though 
Um, Granny's teeth? I don't know. I don't know. It was just a necklace. Got a revolver. But she's wearing in her hole, in her yeah. hip. Yeah, but she's wearing her Lois Lane Day Planet clothes underneath. Wearing her what? Her Daily Planet clothes underneath. She's yeah. got a work shirt and her vest and things. So. Right. And she's wearing shades on top of her head. Yep. Nice. Just for extra cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we start off on Apocalypse. Lois is hiding her and John and Super Clark, Super Clark, uh, are on Apocalypse that got separated. Mm-hmm. So Lois is hiding, watching, and it's, she says, Narrative Fox, something tells me to stay in the shadows until I know where I am and what's going on. To play the observer for now, which she's very good. And we see the Furies, and uh, Mad Mad ha- what's her? Mad Harriet says, "Please let me kill just one of them, Granny." And I forget what the chick starts with an L, doesn't it? The chick in the Lashita. Lashita. She says, "After I whip the flesh from their bones," and then Granny says, "Enough! I decide when these traitors bleed. Move faster up front. You smell of dog." Okay. <laughs> And Lois goes, finally, I can go look for Johnny Clark. And she gets cracked in the head. Ah, and then the lights go out. Yep. Elsewhere on Apocalypse, we have a Dark Side's castle. We have Lex Luthor in the super suit. Just forgotten people. I am in a forgiving mood, so I will dismiss your ripping me from my home world against my... And so somebody interrupts and says, our extreme... Measure was not taken lightly, Lord Luther. Chaos rules. Your iron will is needed. And then somebody else says, Why did you forsake us? Fire and Fury. Imperious Select Part 2. We've got a lot of artists on this. We've got Bennis, we've got Mankey, and Jack Herbert. And the writers mm-hmm. are Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Yeah, Bennis does the lowest story. Uh, Jack Herbert does the um, Lex story, and I think Doug uh, Doug Mankey does John's story. Mm, okay, we've got um, Patrick Gleason and Dean White gave us the lowest cover. Yay. Yes, and uh, yes, we don't care about the other cover. No. Uh, Lex says, "You are not forsaken." My birth world was in dire straits and needed my attention, too. Okay, Lex. Liar, liar. (laughs) Yeah, well, in his own mind. The children of Earth are weaker than all of you here. They must have constant care and leadership if they are to flourish. And is that Adora? I forget her name. I think it's Adora. Okay. Uh, As do we at this juncture. You made a promise, Lord Luther. We expect you to honor your own sacred words. You are the embodiment of the prophecy. And if you take offense at the means by which we brought you here, I will happily sacrifice my life today, should it result in your taking the throne. And we see Calabac standing there, too. Yeah, yeah. Lex, 
I will not be spilling your blood today. And he looks away at the fires of apocalypse. And he says, but I was thinking. And he hits a button on his wrist. Of spilling my own blood. Draw your sword, Adora. She draws her sword. The cloud of deceit I created must be dispersed. And so she, she smacks the sword into his hand, which is covered by, you know, of course. And she, 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 he says, Prophet, does the scripture say your God bleeds? And the prophet, who, you know, is blindfolded, of course, says, no, the chosen one is impervious. Do I look impervious now? And the prophet says, no. And he actually takes his uh, blindfold off. And Lex says, read the words, just like the day when you first found me. So the prophet goes, I do not need to look at the pages. The words are burned on my tongue. On the night of Darkseid's death, a human would walk through the ashes of Apocalypse and everything would change. It was written this human was a great hero from a place called Metropolis. He had saved... A very specific prophecy. Yeah. Very, very specific. Yeah. And so then Lex says he had saved his world many times. Continue, Ardora. And so Ardora starts and she says, this man would bring the same hope he spread on his world to ours. He is an orphan, a humble son of farmers, seeker of truth and embodiment of justice. Ask me the question, Ardora. Are you this man? No, no, I am not. Kill him! Go for it! Okay. (laughs) A false god, your head will be spiked on a rampart for all to see. And so then Lex does some fast talking. I understand your anger, but listen to me. I may not be your savior, (laughs) but I work through him. I have not only brought your prophecy to life, but your true salvation. And then there's a ping on his wrist. Mm-hmm. And then there's a boom tube, and Clarky shows up, and so then Lex bows and says, Behold, this is the Superman, the true god of apocalypse. And Clark's like, What have you put us in the middle of Luther? <laughs> so, we see Lois going, Ugh, and Matt Harriet behind her going, Greetings. And so she gets in her face. She says, following us, yes, purpose, 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 yes. Well, Fred, looking you are, picking up scraps we leave behind. Tongue-tied like your hands, yes. I always like the quiet ones. Prisoner of female furies. Now and forever, just like your jet bow squad friends. I don't know what that's about. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, hear that, Lashina? Warming up, skin and blood, flayed, flayed and slaved. And so Lois like, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? Okay, this chick is like getting in her face and everything. She's like, okay, what's going on here? And so um, Lashina is cracking her whip, and apparently the jet bow guys are are these guys that got him in chains and everything. She says, sit mm-hmm. down, dog. Take your traitorous brothers. And she says, vermin face the lash because they were paid to help locate Darkseid, our lord and ruler. Contract was made, but they were greedy and naughty. They lied, lied, lied. Said they 
located Darkseid, but instead tried to ambush us. Kill us. Kill me. And Lois goes, and you are? And who are mm-hmm. you? And she says, I'm Matt Harriet, but I can be sad and bad, too. And Lois goes, that figures. And so Harriet throws her down on the ground. She says, don't remember giving you permission to figure anything, vermin. Maybe I figure out how many times I can throw you against a rock before your head splits open. And so Lois goes, Wah. And so then Lashina gets in the action. She says, stop playing with the meat, Harriet. And so she whips Lois. And she's a grim and determined hard glare. I like the spirit. It gives me something to look forward to breaking. Then Granny comes in. Move. Lord Darkside awaits our care and attention. Lois says, who are the female furies to the one of the prisoners? And he says, fanatics is dedicated to Darkside and his every whim before he was killed. And Lois says, they seem to like think he's still alive. And the guy says, wishful thinking for some, but... There are plenty who are looking to make a power grab themselves. Do you feel that? A slight sight, a slight tremor underneath? That uh, should be slight, right? A slight. That should be slight. Yeah, slight tremor underneath. Mm. And then somebody Who's else. the editor here? Eddie Berganza, right. you. Eddie Berganza, you. Playing with no. again. Is he on the Superman book? Yeah. Uh, not Mike Cotton? No, he's on action. So somebody pushes... Uh, uh, Editor Paul Klemensky, associate editor Jessica Chen... Oh, oh, a woman. Oh. Oh. (laughs) A woman working in the Superman... Somebody needs to check that. Yeah, Eddie Braganza, group editor. Mm. So someone pushes... what? One of them made the mistake. <laughs> a sight tremor. Um, so someone pushes so a woman pushes Lois and says, Keep your mouth shut, Vermin, and your feet moving. Then we get a giant multi eyed monster thingy coming out of nowhere and says, Drink And Granny screams, A dredge worm This one must be lost. They usually strike in groups. Okay. And then it lets out fire out of its mouth, and Lois is on the run, with, even though she's in chains, the jet bu- other jet bug guy. And she says, find your cover and stop gawking. And the guy says, it's too fast. There's nowhere to, ah! Oh, he got it. He incinerated. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, women, this, the woman that pushed her drops her weapon, and Lois goes to reach for it, and someone says, Furious, concentrated blast. And Lois picks up the weapon and starts firing, and she says, not exactly how I saw our movie night ending. And then someone yells, Vermin, how dare you touch my weapon? And she says, you are not a fury. And she says, all you are is a... And then Lois screams, behind you, because the monster was behind her. And guess who gets that? Possessive on my weapon thing. Warrior woman. Yeah. Yeah. So Lois picks it up and she's. I guess the enemy of my enemy is still my enemy. So she's. (laughs) So she's firing again, and Granny says, "You don't scare me, worm. I'm right here." And so then, um, look. 
So they say, yes, it's working. They're all firing on the computer. And uh, Lois says, it's eyes. Shoot out its eyes. And then Harriet says, incinerate its eyes. And so they go for the eyes, and it, it takes it down. And um, uh, Granny reaches and picks up uh, part of the armor that the one woman was wearing, and she says, you earned this. You have the heart of a fury. And mm, My favorite line, yeah. And so one of them says, how dare you bestow honor on her, Granny? She's just, and then Granny says, have you forgotten Aliana Hubbard, the first and only human to join our ranks? We are in need of voyeurs if we are to find and serve Lord Dockside. And Lois says, maybe this isn't a... And she goes, shut up and suit up, girl. And so uh, Harriet is... So they're eating the monster. Later that evening. <laughs> yeah, later that evening, they had din-din. They uh, had barbecue. <laughs> um, one of them says, the dredge worm is a lot more tender than it looks. And as Sheena says, after all these weeks, any meat is good meat. And then Lois is standing up on a on a cliff, and Granny has some worm meat on her knife, and she approaches Lois. Come on, move. And she says, "You fought well, woman. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <clears throat> you were driven, relentless. I like that." And then Granny says, "The Furies are orphans. We are family first. Here, eat this." Remember, nothing is more important than family. And Lois says, as she bites into the meat, I know. Elsewhere on Apocalypse, we get to see what John's up to. So, uh, the war dogs are out, and warriors are riding them, and one says, a stranger in strange garb. The shield on his chest and cape is familiar. Um... And so John goes, um, hi, guys, nice doggies. Could you tell me what's <laughs> going on and where I am? And the one says, what's going on is you on a spit across the nearest fire pit. John goes, can't we talk and figure the things out? I'm from Earth. I'm, And then he says, you're a food boy. And then John lets his heat vision go. And he says, don't think so. Now, if you don't mind... I'll be leaving now. And so they chase after him. He says, get him, spur the dogs. And uh, another says, he's heading for the cliff. And so they're running, running, and John's running for the cliff. And he says, can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd rather be in school. And he takes a leap, and he goes, there's nowhere to run. He goes, up, up, and away on Apocalypse, said the, says the uh, one warrior. So John is kind of flying. He looks like he's kind of flying. Yeah, got some good uh, John cape on. Yeah. And so next is goody, goody, yum, yum, Superman on the run. <laughs> I love that. Goody, goody, yum, yum. Goody, goody yum, yum. So, yeah. <sighs> yep. So that was good. Good story, yeah. Story. Uh from like twenty one pages we got a fifteen, fourteen page Lost Lane story. Yay. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know. And they all have their own predicaments and they all show how each of them survives. 
which I think yep. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Lois is going to survive apocalypse. There you go. Yep. I love um, Granny Goodness, one of the most badass people ever in the DC universe, saying to Lois Lane, you have the heart of fury. Because, I mean, that's just like, thank you. Whoever wrote that. I mean, I know the Furies are like dark side, whatever, but it, it's the embodiment of a Fury. You know, Big Bada has that and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I know it's sad that they have to keep reinforcing it. But for Lois Lane fans, it's, it's like we have another panel to add. Yeah. Hashtag awesome Lois Lane. Yeah. Yep. Lois Lane Fury. So on the dreaded DC Comics website, we get Wonder Woman 34. It looks like she's fighting Hippolyta on that or whatever. Um, Okay. Yeah. Titans, 17. Superwoman, 16. When's that book Oh, God. Oh, God. I saw the preview of that by mistake. Somebody (laughs) had it on... The, somebody had it on the lowest lane hashtags. As I'm scrolling, right, right, you see it, and I'm like, oh my god! And Lois Lane is beaten up, and she got a blue eye, and she's bleeding, and like nobody cares. Nobody cares about Lois, you know. Uh, Lana's like, Lois, you're beaten up, you know, and I'm. What is this nonsense? Yeah. The book to answer your question ends in December. Yay. Uh, Super Dashman 17 has Clark, Batman, a Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. I'm not sure who all else. On the cover. Flash, I think. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman is fighting Grail. Oh, Grail. Yeah. Okay. Who's Flash kissing? That don't look like Iris. Oh, where? Flash 34. He's kissing somebody. Okay. Barry! What, what happened, Barry? Barry? Yeah, that's not... So they're making Barry a player. Oh, she's evil, obviously. Look at the black trendle. The black thing, yeah. She looks like she's a speedster, but she's evil. Yeah. Groovy. Superwoman, Superwoman is destroying the Daily Planet. Uh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Miracle number four has Big Barter on the cover. Yay! Yeah, yay. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, wow, it's just Big Barter. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, Detective, uh, we get a nice shot of Tim. Okay, where's action? Oh, look, Batman lost, number one. And there's a big giant bat demon behind him. Oh, whoopee. Um, Okay, so now we have to find action. This is a very nice cover. I don't like Jim Lee, but Batman Hush. Batman Hush, 15th anniversary deluxe edition. It is after uh, Detective Comics and Batman Nightfall. There is Batman Hush, 15th anniversary. It's just Bat Cat. 
and she's holding her finger up to his lips and uh, they're really close. Action 991. Boys and girls. It's not in the gallery. How did you find it? It's, it's, well, I had to go in the super secret place. Superman. <sighs> I don't like this Superman face at all. Who drew that? Uh, he's breaking the kryptonite chains with, hold on, um, somebody's big fat face in there too. Not sure. Oh, I've seen that cover. It's a, it's a lenticular cover. Um, yeah, he's chained up and then Jor-El's got like his hand oh, and that's he's right. holding him. Yeah. And then he, when you flip it around, because it's a lenticular cover when you, when you do the wish thing, uh, then he breaks the chains and Jor-El is like, ah. My description's um, there. <laughs> yeah. DC Greatest Hits Box Set. I don't even know what that is. Um, where I got that? Hold on, what's going on here? Switch back. Can't do use the back key. Wait. Excuse me? Oh, okay, this is different. Um I went to the wrong thing. And I'm like, why is Action Cons twenty nine bucks? Holy crap. What? Yeah, no, that's a deluxe edition. Yeah. The Oz effect, yeah. I went to the wrong cover. Went to the wrong cover. Um, what else we got here? La, 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 la. Oh, I see the hush thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'd buy it because Jeff Rollo bought it, but not because Jim Lee drew it. Same. <laughs> Uh, Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps doesn't look like Clark's involved anymore. No, definitely not. So, so I don't like that cover, that action cover. Who drew that? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of blocky. Yeah. It, oh, was it Ramita? <laughs> because Clark. He's gritting his teeth, and he it just looks awful. Nicholas Bradshaw did the cover, and then there's a variant cover done by Jay Leeson, Leedston, and Neil Edwards. Uh, okay. This I don't think is this I don't think is the main cover. I think this is the variant cover. So. Let's see. Action. Comic. Nine nine one cover. Let's see. Mm, let's see. Oh, the the variant cover is uh for the Justice League movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got Wonder Woman and Super, uh, Batman, and then the Superman logo in the back. Yeah, because this is the one. Before the film, the other one. Well, no, the other one we should get the fifteenth, shouldn't we? No, this is the eighth. It would be the um 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 a fifteenth, yeah. No, you're yeah, you're the, right. The fifteenth. We'll get Batman. The fifteenth. No, we get super, we get a Superman book on the fifteenth. Right. And we're getting a cover there as well. Yeah. But action comes out on the 8th, and then two weeks after that, the movie's already come out. Yeah. 
That's what I was trying to say. No, there's, yeah, there's only one action variant. Yeah. Okay. okay, so that's the main cover. It looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of dumb. It looks squat, you know? He looks... Okay, the one where he's chained up, he looks constipated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is like sort of like, ah, he looks very short mm. and stout. Like, did he get shrunk? Yeah, it's like, that don't look like Superman. Yeah. So, we will be reading Action Comics. Even though it has a horrible cover. <laughs> yeah. We might look at Detective. Um, yeah, just for like clues. <laughs> maybe Super Dash Man. Alright, we'll look at Side Ho. Mm. And Titans we'll look at. Wonder Woman we'll look at. Mr. Miracle we'll look at. And I don't know if we'll look at Batman Lost or not. I don't know. At this point, I'm getting sick of all this dark, evil crap. So Yeah, there's like the demon bat thing there. Yeah. But Batman and Superman were really good this week. And the dark thing mm-hmm. coming was, I'd give it an average right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. The rest? Yeah, I heard those, like, like uh, bat cat stuff in it. So yeah. So you might give it a try and see what you think. I will give it a try. Yeah, I just wanted to know that it's not like metal, evil. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll be back next week reading the comics. Thank you, Tej, for a great show. Thank you, Holly, for entertaining me. <laughs> and keeping me from the darkness. Yeah, really. <laughs> Very important, that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. All right, everybody. And But, yeah, but yeah, more for making me laugh and for entertaining <laughs> me fun. Well, that's good. Yep. Don't forget to set your clocks back, people. Oops. Yeah, you get an extra hour of sleep, peeps. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Do you have daily savings at all? No? No, no. We Southern Hemisphere, no no such thing. Oh. I the first time the first time I found out about daylight savings was when we went on holiday mm-hmm. to London and then everything was an hour be, behind and we were like, What's going on? And then people are like, Oh, didn't you set your clock back? And I'm like what? Why? Why are you messing with time? People are insane. And and they're like, we gained an extra hour, and I'm like, what? what? How did but you then we'll gain lose it again. Ex- And then I'm like, how did you gain an hour? And they're like, oh, we turned our clock. I said, that's cheating. <laughs> oh, oh, so. All right. Yeah. That's how I found out daylight savings exist. Uh, that was very funny. Because yeah. we were an hour ahead for everything. Like planes, trains, buses. We were an hour and we're like, 
why do people say London runs so efficiently? They're an hour behind. <laughs> and this is, you know, my family and me, we go overseas. We've got no cell phones, anything like that. We've got a normal wristwatch. We turn back the thing or turn it forward. So right. classic, classic. And we're going around Europe an hour early <laughs> for everything. Go. There you go. <laughs> Okay, Ooh, so we'll, there be, you go. Yeah. we'll go. We'll be back next week, and everybody yes. enjoy your comics. Until then, thank yes. you. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.